0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Everything
1: cool?
2: No, it's not cool.
1: Great. So we're
3: good to go?
2: Oh, yeah, we're good to go.
3: Great. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going.
4: One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V-I-G. Ah! Kevin and Sam. Kevin and Sam. Check it out. Check it out. Hit out of the most famous Kevin and Sam show. Sorry, be.
5: Got
6: to go.
4: Coming in
7: 2020. And now, <laughs> thanks, fellas. The uh, the outpouring of support from everybody, especially the fans, has been truly special. So while I'm laid up, holding things down on the radio side will be these two superstars. Our feature presentation.
1: I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to announce the Kevin and Sam 2020 yeah. show mm-hmm. um, this way, especially with Kevin out. Yeah. but but. Um, it's been decided. That's what's happening, you guys. Kevin and uh, the Armenian comedian are going to be the new hosts in 2020. Couldn't be any happier. Could, to so, be could someone
5: <laughs> have maybe just like clued us in or something? Like yeah. to learn it this way seems well, mean.
1: I, yeah. I felt like I felt like if we had a meeting, there may have been some dissenting voices. Right. <laughs> I, I, think, right. I I feel like not everyone would have been a hundred percent in, mm-hmm. and and Kevin and I just didn't have the strength to do all that convincing. Sure. <laughs> so we just decided let's just pull, let's just make the decision. Uh, okay. Sometimes it's best if you don't question your parents if you just understand that they know best because mm-hmm. they're the grown ups. And in this case we're the grown ups.
2: Uh, plot twist. Um <laughs> yeah. because we are kidding here. Um I hope everyone knows that. Here's uh here's an idea. Okay, because sure. Kevin's the one that puts Sam on on us. Like I don't want to hear Sam. Mm-hmm. Um you used to not want to hear Sam, but now that you have one foot out the door, you really don't care. Yeah,
1: short term bean doesn't care. Short term
2: bean doesn't care. Um right. what if Yeah. He does one week, just him and Sam.
5: What are you, are you doing this? (laughs) I'm doing this
2: just so he never, ever wants Sam on the show again. Listen,
4: do you want to keep your job? If Kevin gets a week with Sam and he gets things like this. Why the barber cuts the customer's ears? (laughs) Why? Because
1: he was blubbering too much. He's in forever. Oh, Um, you think I'm setting myself up to
2: fail? absolutely.
4: Okay. All right.
5: There'll be so many billboards around the city that says we're the most popular radio show. If only we had Sam the Armenian comedian. <laughs> oh, That's right.
4: right. everybody wants piece of my
2: meat. See? You see? Piece <laughs> of so, my knee? Meat. 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 Oh. Whoa.
1: So, Allie, your thinking is, again, going back to the mm-hmm. parents' analogy, is when your parents catch you smoking, they sit you down and force you to smoke an entire pack of cigarettes to, to get you so sick yes. that you never want to look at them again. If you if you feel like if Kevin has to work with Sam for five full days, yes. he will banish him from the airwaves. Yeah,
2: I want Kevin to smoke
1: Sam. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You need to go to Dr. Good College to understand all of you, you stupid heads. Okay, one day if he did one day with Sam. I think we're on to something here, you guys. Right,
2: one day.
1: I'm in. I love that. All right, hey, uh, real quick before we get into today's all new Kevin and Bean show, because it is a good one. Um, Allie, in the years that you were in college in El Boston, Mm -hmm. did you ever go to or have the opportunity to go to? I assume you did. um, Any sports championship raids? No. Did they not win for four full years while you were there?
2: Yeah, they they didn't win for um, a large chunk.
1: I mean, I I, I and of course, I know about the Red Sox, but, you know, the Celtics have won a bunch of championships. The Bruins have won a bunch of championships. I, I'm just stunned the whole time you were there. There wasn't...
2: No, the, uh, no the Celtics, that was... No offense to Rick Fox. Um, It was the Rick Fox era.
1: I see. The famous Rick Fox era. Yeah. I mean,
2: hot-looking team. Good-looking team. Mm -hmm. They sucked.
1: How about you, Jensen? Did you go to all of the Clippers championship parades? That seems mean. (laughs) Uh, No, I've never been to anything championship-based.
5: In 88, I think I I wanted to go to the the Dodgers parade, but I was unable to because of school, I think.
1: Well, there's a parade in the news right now that I love so much. I am unfamiliar with this uh, with the American Association Baseball. Um, league. Okay. I don't mm-hmm. know if this is part of the minor league deal or if this is something separate, but the St. Saint Paul Saints just won their first championship in 15 years. It looks like they beat the Sioux City Explorers. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so, tough matchup. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. Uh, we were worried it was going to be the Chicago Dogs, but they were eliminated <gasps> in the playoffs as well. Uh, 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Dogs! It's like they just gave up.
1: <laughs> the along, dogs. along with the Gary South Shore Railcats, who didn't even make the <laughs> playoffs this year. So anyway, so the St. Paul Saints win, and this happened, and I think it's just delightful. Figured I'd come out and, and check out the parade.
4: Getting a parade together isn't easy. Most take months to organize and plan, to manage traffic, and to get the word out for people to show up.
7: Heard it on the news that they were going to be having a parade.
4: But when the parade only lasts a minute and only goes one block. <laughs> Wait. Wait a minute. Hold on. Yes. Yes. What did I'm you
0: in.
5: say? I mean, is it the greatest? The parade? Uh, it's it's honestly, it, it caters to me in my, it's, you know, one hour of concert. Yeah! A w- one hour and 20 minute movie. This is perfect.
4: A parade only lasts a minute and only goes one block. Which was a little bigger. And you've got fans which like these. It's just fun. Apparently, all it takes is a tweet. Okay, so
1: here's how here's how the St. Saint Paul Saints parade came to be. And by the way, don't think I'm not thinking of my last day at K-Rock. <laughs> one don't minute. think I'm not thinking about a one minute, one block parade, which would be phenomenal
4: <laughs> we, we talked about this idea of posting it on twitter that we were gonna have a one block one minute parade and our gm said sure and it was a total joke a joke st paul saints media relations manager sean aronson tweeted out sunday night after the team won its first championship title in 15 years some people got it seeing the humor in a one minute one block parade Others simply replied, I don't know. I I know what you're thinking. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Why? With the sound effect. When do I show up? Either they missed the joke or they thought it was funny enough that they wanted us to do it. So they did. Not knowing how many would show up with only a few hours' notice. They expected maybe a dozen. But when they turned on to Broadway, there were hundreds.
1: How amazing is that it's great by the way the a best. team a team i've never heard of in a league i've never heard of and hundreds of people show up for this parade for one minute which was scheduled from 11 30 1130 to 11 31 it's awesome <laughs> i hope all the tv stations in town covered it live man oh, had to uh so congratulations to the uh the saint paul saints and uh i think we all i think we're all on the same side on this one right oh absolutely all right let's talk about today's all new kevin bean show shall we kevin you're right you are right, as always. Uh, being here, Jim, thank you. Uh, we do have a great show today, including a story in the news about a celebrity who says swinging saved his marriage. Do mm-hmm. we believe that? We'll find out. Also, Thursday's mean get-up on this. Jensen, you got a good one today? I think so. It's a, a team of three. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll talk to Dr. Jupinski with our weekly visit, R.J. Bell in Las Vegas. who has some picks for uh, NFL week number three. The uh, controversy over the potential remake of Princess Bride has uh, made me think about quitting Twitter, Allie.
2: Oh, were people upset at you?
1: Um, yeah, I don't generally wade into back and forths as much as you do. Uh-huh. Now I know why. <laughs> now I know why. There's a lot more of them than there are of me. So we will discuss uh, discuss that nice. on on the program today also uh another meme that's going around is the greatest hbo characters of all time boy there's a lot to choose from So many, tough to narrow it down to yeah. just three yeah i've got the correct list but i'll be interested to hear what you guys said as well and omar i know this is the only story you care about yep new england patriots antonio brown when he was a stealer apparently aggressively <laughs> farted in his doctor's face and on purpose Wait. Uh, what? Yes. So Farted in his doctor's face. His I'm doc- all excited, brother. His doctor is not having any of it. I believe there's a lawsuit involved. <laughs>
2: and it was his dentist. That's the what? weird part. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's so gross. All of that coming up. Plus, Allie checks what's happening right after this on K Rock.
6: It's the Kevin and Bean Show.
1: K R O U. K Rock. Thursday morning on the Kevin and Bean Show. Allie is here with our first look at what's happening.
2: Remember when a young man named Tom DeLong. Left Blink-182, and people were like, what are you even doing now? And he's like, I'm talking to aliens, and I love UFOs. And people were like, you're crazy, Tom DeLonge.
1: We did think he was crazy.
2: And then he said, no, no, I have um, videos of UFOs, like... they're actual videos. There's guys up in like fighter jets and, and they're seeing this weird, mysterious spacecraft. It's real, you guys. And
5: he said he got it like directly from the government. I remember him saying.
2: And still people were like, no. And then he released the videos and people were still like, <laughs> Tom DeLong's nuts. Um, yeah, those uh, three videos seemingly showing UFOs flying above America are officially being treated by the Navy as unexplained aerial. Phenomena.
6: It's very exciting.
2: The videos, first published by former Blink 182 guitarist Tom DeLong, appear to show mysterious craft speeding through the skies as captured by Navy FA 18s. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. creepy? The Navy is basically like, uh, yeah, those are uh, definitely real.
1: What's up, bitches?
2: Exactly what Tom DeLong probably yeah. said yesterday. What up, bitches? Seriously, you guys.
1: Well, I will let you know what I see tomorrow mm-hmm. when I see dem aliens. You
2: are not, again, going to see dem so go- aliens.
1: Going to Area 51. Mm-hmm. They can't stop us all. Okay. Tomorrow's the day. You've been okay. practicing that run with the arms out? I have, yeah. Okay. Out in the desert, yeah. Uh-huh. So we're just going to storm the gates, man, and just see how far we get.
2: I don't think you're doing any of that. Um,
1: <laughs> but
2: it's kind of it's kind a nice little redemption for him, it, it, right?
1: It is. It is. And and by the way, it's technology that doesn't exist on Earth. Right. 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 So what is it? Well,
2: unidentified could be alien,
1: could be a terrorist situation. (laughs) Uh, But seriously, though, is this is this the U.S. government? Are they going a step beyond saying it's unidentified and saying we just have no idea what can even do this? I mean, how seriously should we be taking this admission, I guess is what I'm asking.
2: Well, um, in this quote from uh, this gentleman, the Navy spokesperson, Joseph Gratisher, he said, The Navy has not publicly released characterizations or descriptions, nor released any hypothesis or conclusions in regard to the objects contained in the reference videos. But he does give a little more detail, saying the clips um, are from San Diego on November 14th, 2004, and the other two were both on January 15th. 2015. Yeah, so, science. I mean, they're just flying all around, you guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's an invasion. Yeah, I dig it. You Don't guys. hear the president talking about this invasion. I dig this it. This one so seems much. dangerous. When I imagine
5: the aliens coming finally, mm-hmm. Blink 182 did not play into it. So, this is a shock to me.
2: I'm so happy. I'm so happy.
5: I am too. I think it's the right thing.
1: What's the right thing? For him to be involved, for Tom DeLonge. Oh, do you? Yeah. He seems like the right man for the job. That's what I'm saying. I have said... Ali will back me up many times on this show that one of my great fears in life is mm-hmm. dying before the aliens get here. Yeah. Before we get to see them and I interact with them. And I'm so happy that we're, we're one step closer to, uh, to maybe that happening.
5: I mean, when you imagine them, do you imagine them like movie
1: aliens? Like, what do you see when you're
5: talking to them? Like, what does the alien look like?
1: No clue whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, movie aliens is the only thing that can come to mind. It's the only point of reference of anything we've ever, you know, ever thought about sure. as an alien. But I would be shocked by by nothing, by there's no look that would shock me because who, who can imagine?
2: I mean, like a monocle and a fedora would shock me <laughs> or like a little
5: Raven Simone. All of them look like Raven Simone. Oh, that like, would be uh, the best. That That's would be so weird.
4: alien. Yeah. Don't
2: see that coming.
1: <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I want it so much and I just, I can't wait for tomorrow to be with my peeps and to storm those gates. Again,
2: you are not leaving your home. I'm um, bringing,
1: a, I'm bringing a ladder. I'm, uh-huh. I am going to climb over the fence. I'm oh. not going to try to oh. knock it down. I'm just going to climb over it. Okay. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be, it's, I don't know how f- cell service is going to be, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll definitely be checking yeah. in from uh, from Area 51.
2: Okay. Okay, so, so far he's running
1: yes. and running
2: with a ladder. With a ladder. That's nope. right, yes. I. Uh, you don't even carry a ladder in from the
1: garage. You they and your wife do it. They can't stop us all. <laughs> right. Do you hear me?
2: I feel like they could stop you. I feel like you would be one of the ones they could stop.
1: <laughs> like I would be the only arrest, right? <laughs> like be
5: everyone 80.
2: else is stormed, and then they're just like, "Then this dude with a ladder." Gene just Baxter <laughs> was
5: arrested. <laughs>
2: that would kind of be that would awesome. Be so sad if I was the only one who
1: got caught.
2: <sighs> Remember uh, how we talked about the the Peacock NBC Universal streaming service? Yeah, found out that Saved by the Bell was going to do a reboot. They had Mario Lopez, Elizabeth Berkeley. The show kind of is all about um, the governor of the state mm-hmm. which would be Mark Paul Gossler and how he's doing things with the schools and and whatnot um, uh, this is all news to Mark Paul Gosler because he said quote "I've not been approached." He hasn't been approached for this show.
1: He's the governor of California in the show.
2: How do you how do you go to Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkeley first? Right. How is that? Those two would be the last two I go to.
5: No, Screech would be last. Uh, I'd also go last on Jessie, the girl who or it, what was that's her name? Elizabeth Berkeley. What was the girl's name who wore the leather jacket?
2: Uh that's uh Tori!
5: Tori, that's right. Oh,
2: I thought it was leather Tuscadero and her sister Pinky. <laughs> Two she different shows, different show. Okay. Yeah. This
5: was Tori. Tori would be the last I'd ask. Then Screech okay. second, then Elizabeth Berkeley, then Slater. Okay. Then Turtle.
2: That's entourage. <laughs> you would definitely, though, ask Mark Paul Gossler, oh, Zach yeah. first, Morris. Of course, first, first, first.
1: Uh, of course, MPG. You, but this, uh, this uh, plays, sure.
5: you don't even do the show without him. This yeah. plays good with MPG, though, because oh, now he can he ask said, a ton of money. And
2: he, he has said all along, oh, no, I'd be totally into something yeah, happening. No, this is a dream for him. Yeah. So he was doing an event for the show mixed which he's starring in, and that's when he was like, you yeah, know, nothing. Hmm. Haven't even been approached. He did say, "I've always said that I would love to do some form of it, but they've approached approach two, meaning Mario and Elizabeth, and not some." Hmm. That's uh, hey Peacock, get it together! If I had a dollar every time I yelled that, sell that, right? sure, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
2: We'll talk more about that coming up, but first, some birthdays. Oh, I'm so sad Kevin's not here. It's James Lipton's birthday.
4: (laughs) He hates him almost as much as
2: friends. Almost (laughs) as much as friends. And happy birthday to Jeremy Irons and Jimmy Fallon. And that's what's happening.
6: It's the Kevin and Bean Show.
7: Rock. This day in history with old man Ruben. It was today in 1960 that Chubby Checker hit number one with the twist and created a dance craze that's lived on for generations. I was hanging out with Chubb during those recording sessions, and man, did he go through a lot of dances before he landed on the twist. He tinkered with the juggle, the uncontrollable seizure, the my parents just got divorced shiver, the drunk (laughs) uncle gets handsy at Easter, the see a girl you went to high school with at the bank and pretend you need to set your watch, the circumcision. But to be honest, none of those were as catchy as the twist. Oh, it's also Jim Abbott's birthday. He had one arm, so his twist probably looked weird.
1: See, because Ruben is old. Ah, deep baseball cut there from mm. Ruben, huh? Yeah, local, local boy, Jim Abbott. Um, I would like to see the circumcision. I would like to see that dance. I that don't sounds
2: good. I don't at <laughs>
1: all. Thursday mornings on the Kevin and Beach Show I mean get up on this. Jensen Kerb introduces us to something we ought to know about. Yeah. Also, RJ Bell helps us make some money in Las Vegas. Dr. Drew on the program later on today. And this story, which mm-hmm. brings swinging into the news for the first time in a long time, I think.
5: Well, you know, they changed the name. It's now part of the lifestyle. It don't, it don't say swinging. Anymore. You don't say swinging. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, so a friend of the show. He's a pal, right? We had him on recently. Yes. Thomas Middleditch. everyone I'm a knows a big fan. He knows, Everyone knows him from Silicon Valley or mm-hmm. those annoying phone commercials. Mm-hmm. He did an interview with Playboy. Uh, that sort of explained that him and his wife, who got married back in 2015, her name is Molly, uh, that... It, oh, they've been married all the way since 2015? No wonder they need to mix it up. Well, that's the problem. It seems <laughs> that he says <laughs> that entering the lifestyle of swinging has, quote-unquote, saved our marriage. So <laughs> he says, only after I got married was I like, Molly, I'm sorry, but we have to get nontraditional here. To her credit, instead of saying, F you, I'm out, she was like, let's figure this out. To be honest, swinging has saved our
1: marriage. So he says, unless you, essentially, unless well, you let me have sex with other people, this isn't going to work for me? I mean, that's what it would seem like four years in. I
5: don't know if he said that word for word. But he also said, like, <laughs> I always thought I was a romantic and that when I fell in love, that stuff, meaning sort of being a, a hornball, would fade away. It does for some years, enough to be like, I should get married and I'll be different. Uh, but he says, like, he pushes the gas, she's more of the brakes, uh, and he needed that changed up. Okay. And so I guess my question about this whole thing is if you need to have sex with outside people 4 years in. do mm-hmm. Don't you just not get married anymore? Don't, I mean that's not marriage really. Um I disagree. Uh, explain.
1: I disagree. I am in I am not at all interested in the lifestyle. It is not something that would work for me. That would be great reveal
5: by the way. I don't, <laughs> And I,
1: and I don't think it's something that would work for my wife, but I will say that if it if a couple is If they're both into it, why not be married and still have that be the most special person in your life and the person you want to spend the majority of your time with and you both also enjoy having other sex with other people? My only concern about this article is the way it is written. It sounds like she's being dragged along. Like Slightly. Like, she's not on board. Yes. I feel and, like in if... In that case, I don't like it.
2: If you've been together um, a whopping couple years and he goes, oh, we have to get non-traditional here. And that was never a discussion In before, the contract, right. That that seems a, a tad concerning for Molly. Yeah. Um,
1: Unless Molly's into it.
2: Unless Molly's into it.
1: If uh, look, can we can we all agree that if both parties are equally into it, we we're not shaming here. Uh, No, do your thing. Do whatever you want. No problem with it, right? Yeah. But it doesn't seem fair to have one person be really into it, the other person just doing it to to, quote unquote save the marriage or
5: to spring it or to spring it after you guys got married. I think that that is such a large thing to to kind of think you might want to do that you would bring that up before you get into your vows.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this isn't like, let's try a new position. This no. There's a lot,
5: a lot asking no, this a lot isn't, more yeah, of the couple. This isn't, let's add. move to Valencia. The, you thing, know
2: what I mean. the thing about this article that kind of made me go, uh, uh, Thomas, what are you doing? Is he would say, I don't know how much I can say. My wife's, you know, going to be mad at me. Like, you went into an article in Playboy and you're talking about a lifestyle that you and your wife are into and you're not sure if she wants the public to know that you guys are into this? That's a bad move, dude. I agree. That's, Especially a, another, that's a bad luck.
5: Another quote. We have different speeds and we argue over it constantly, but it's better than feeling unheard and alone and that you have to scurry in the shadows, which I, I guess is true. But, I mean, if you argue over it constantly, this doesn't seem like a, like a meet-in-the-middle thing,
1: right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, it's always impossible to put yourself inside someone's marriage, but it definitely sounds like he's... Um, dragging her through this is what it sounds like to me. And I, I don't love that.
2: I don't like when any a guy or girl says, I'm sexual. It's just who I am. It's like, ooh, calm <laughs> your tease. Also, no, you're not.
5: <laughs> also, Thomas Middledish is a, is a pal, and uh, I think he's one of the funny. I do really genuinely think he's one of the funniest people uh-huh. on the planet. Do
2: you think-, think of him as sexual? <laughs> no. No he's, no, he's the poster boy for not sexual. But good for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Quite absolutely. Quite an appetite. I mean, he came in
5: here and talked about how he built a uh, mock airplane setup to play video games in his
1: house. Mm-hmm. That, that, doesn't, doesn't, that doesn't sound like a guy sexual. who's, who's <laughs> going to end up being in the lifestyle. I'll tell that you doesn't that. doesn't
5: strike me as a guy he's who like, goes he's to He's looking to get
1: one woman. Yeah, yeah. I would At, be thankful. I would think.
2: Anything mutually, you're consensual and you're into, excellent.
1: Yeah.
2: And, I mean, we talk about, oh, did you spring it on her? At some point, if, if you haven't had that conversation in the past, like when you're dating, like, hey, would you be into this or would you be into mm-hmm. that? It's going to be springing it on someone regardless. Yeah. It just... I doubt people, like, all of a sudden one day they just say, hey, can we talk? And then at the same time they're both like, let's enter the lifestyle. You know, it, <laughs> has, other to, people. it has to be broached in a way that, that will appear like you're springing it on But, someone. Bean, you don't think that if four years in
5: you're like, I got to have sex with other people or this won't work. You don't think that that's a reflection on the other person at all?
1: Um, it might be. It might be. I mean, I guess what you hope is better communication earlier in the relationship, including before you get married. Sure. That's what you hope for. Yeah. Yeah, I I think he was expressing dissatisfaction with his wife. And I bet that was a very hard, and it wasn't one conversation. I bet that was a very hard number of conversations that they had to get to the point where they reached some sort of a compromise. mm -hmm. And by the way, um, Exhibit 3, as (laughs) to why I'm starting to feel bad for Molly here, is Middleditch in the Playboy interview... If you're just joining us, Thomas Middleditch from Silicon Valley, where we're talking about his uh, him being a, a swinger in The Lifestyle, added that their relationship has also inspired him to share their story on the big screen. Yeah. This is actually the premise well, for a comedy series we're writing together. Yeah, they're
2: writing it together.
1: However, his wife... Isn't exactly on board. That's
2: wait, writing the comedy yeah. series? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Thomas, what's <laughs> happening here? I'm
5: gonna put her in the lifestyle. And I'm gonna force her to write about it. <laughs> oh no.
1: And she's gonna star in it. That's my kink now. So what's the uh, what's the what's the expiration date on the middle ditch uh, couple as a as a married people? Do you think? I mean, I mean, are we looking at the end of it already? If you haven't already
5: mm. purchased the wedding gift, maybe. Maybe, maybe
1: hold off <clears throat> hold off until <clears throat> keep your google alerts up and running yeah it's the kevin and bean show
6: k rock
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds
5: started doing the get up on this feature here at Kevin and Bean, uh the one thing that I get the most tweets about, and I think Allie and Bean you guys are gonna be shocked at this. Okay. What books would you recommend? Oh, Oh, people ask you that? (laughs) Allie looks disgusted. (laughs) Well,
4: reading Reading
2: is for for losers. losers. That's the policy of this show. I'm telling you, a lot of
5: people have tweeted at me and said, would you recommend any books?
2: Is it because you wrote a book? They think that you read a lot?
5: I have no idea. Do you read a lot? I read a decent amount. You've written
1: more books than you've read.
5: (laughs) That's not true. Uh,
2: Bean reads like 18 books a day. (laughs) That's what I'm saying.
5: I can't compete with Bean, but I do read a little bit, and and I obviously want to read more.
1: But We all would if we had more time. Uh, or if, or, or if Ali didn't have uh, ADD.
5: Right. But I, I'm very choosy. <laughs> She's just in the corner now doing something else. I, I'm very choosy about what I read. I'm very particular about giving out recommendations, so I try not to. Uh, It's a real opinionated ask. But with the recent success of It 2 in movie theaters, I figured I would give you three get-up-ons quickly about novels that I think will be future blockbuster films.
1: Oh, this is a very interesting topic.
5: See, these are thrillers, or to an extent sort of horror books, that are right in line with It, one even by the same author, that I think most people don't even know exist and are fast, enjoyable reads for someone looking for new material to make you scared or keep you at the edge of your seat. First up is a book called The Chain. Okay? This is written by Adrian McKinty. It is a fast, light thriller that I'm in love with. The author has a history of like uh, crime novels that are highly praised, but nothing that ever caught the attention of pop culture. Uh, so much so that he had hit hard times as an author and started Ubering and bartending to support his family, and that's when he wrote this book. And then he sold the rights to it to Paramount for seven figures. Okay? Oh. The book is as if Taken and The Truman Show had a baby. Oh. One night, a single mother and cancer survivor, Rachel O'Neill, gets a mysterious phone call from a woman who says she has kidnapped her daughter. And to get her kid back alive, she must not only pay a ransom but also do the unthinkable and kidnap another person's child.
2: That just seems mean.
5: It's not nice. (laughs) Okay. If she doesn't, they're going to kill her child, and this sort of overpowering group will be following and tracking her and eavesdropping her every move. So the chain of these crimes has been happening for years and years. Uh, She's able to enlist the help of her brother-in-law, but every single turn and decision in the book will leave you wanting more, it's terrifying, especially as a single fa- a new father, right, mm-hmm. uh, able to be, you know, reading this. It's like, I know one of the reviews says it's like Jaws for parents. Oh, Very scary book. That's number one. Okay. The Chain by Adrian McKinty. That Two. sounds good. Two, uh, Stephen King has a brand new book out. Mm-hmm. No one knows those things. Uh, a lot of people, including myself, are uh, super into Stephen King. But over the last 20 years, I don't think I've been really drawn into any of his novels or books. Bean, oh. you feel the same way?
1: I don't, I'm not a Stephen King reader.
5: Not a king. Just
1: in general. And by the way, I wish they would start making some of his books into movies. I mean, I think about some of his <laughs> almost, classic books, like, time. like Stand By Me, right. Shawshank Redemption, and stuff like that. Like they, yeah. they, It seems like they'd be made to be films. Well, I have mm-hmm. news for but you. But for some reason, they, Hollywood just it, it isn't into Stephen King.
5: I don't think you see enough movies. Uh, okay. It's been heavily compared, this book, to Stranger Things. And it seems to be like a commentary on the world, critics calling it his best work of the last two decades. The book follows a clandestine organization located deep in Maine woods. Of right? course, in the main in Maine's woods, that was created to study, enhance, and exploit children who are around the United States and have paranormal talent. So these kids mostly have superpowers, sometimes minimal, and are being held prisoner. Uh, even killing their parents in some cases to abduct them. Now, these kids are being forced to live in absolutely horrific conditions. Where would he get that kind of metaphor? Just to serve the powerful men holding them captive. The book takes place mostly in this institution, with the kids working out what they can do and what they can't do with their powers and trying to escape. We follow one 12-year-old, Luke Ellis, who enters the institution and tries to change things for good. Stephen King has said this isn't influenced by Donald Trump and the recent ICE uh, situation. That would seem like a lie. That's my second pick The Institute by Stephen King. All right. Okay.
1: That's a bestseller right now.
5: Very much so. It's a big, but a lot of people don't know he has a new book. Lastly, the third book is called The Blinds, and it has a similar overall thread as The Institute. This is written by Adam Sternberg and is set in Western Texas. This is amazing. So Mm -hmm. imagine this is a movie, right? and how early we are on this 50 criminals have been relocated to a cinder block bungalow city surrounded by f- a 14 foot fence the inmates have books alcohol and meals but have no connection to the outside world and are looked at by like one sheriff and a couple cops or whatever right one major aspect to the experiment for their rehabilitation is that their memories have been completely erased mm. so they have no idea of the crimes that got them there or what happened before they entered the blinds now even weirder they're free to leave at any time It's a new take on, like, the witness protection program more than anything else. They know they've done something wrong or that they've witnessed something bad, so they're afraid to leave the town in fear of the law. Their enemies or what's waiting for them outside
2: the fence. Because they have no idea. They could be killed.
5: They they have no idea. So life sucks, but at least they're safe there. So throughout the novel, we meet the inmates. We follow along with their strange surroundings unfolding around them. Uh, We even meet the scientist who dreamed up the weird experiment, and things get very intense very quick. Small aspect of the book that I love. Since the inmates have no memory, they don't know their names. So they have to pick from a list of movie stars or former vice presidents. No, sir. It's, there's just people with
1: like very... For, former vice presidents.
5: Yeah, former vice presidents or movie stars. And Come they, on in, Dan Quayle. That, no, it's basically like Marilyn Quayle. It's like <laughs> they use one and the other. It's like a vice president and a celebrity name. Oh, that's weird. It's great. I love the, it. The book, much like the other two I've talked about, brings up tons of ethical issues that will have you asking, could I do this in real life? Mm-hmm. Could I kidnap another child to save my child? The answer to that one is Yeah. I would do that for sure. Really? Oh, yes, 100%. Mm,
2: seems mean.
5: Uh, back in 2017, Sony purchased the rights to the blind. So let's hope we see that as well in another format as a movie. Okay, three get up ons this week mm-hmm. The Chain by Adrian McKinty, The Institute, a brand new book by Stephen King, and The Blinds by Adam Sterberg. And if books weren't for suckers, these are the three that I would get you up on. That's get up on this.
1: Get up, get on up. All this. get up. Nope. Get
6: on up, all this. It's the Kevin and Bean Show.
1: K-Rock. Allie, Bean. What's happening on this Thursday morning?
2: Well, it was quite the reunion yesterday on the talk show, the Kelly Clarkson show. She had all the original American Idol judges. Huh. Simon Cowell, Paula Abdul, Randy Jackson. They must all have been flew fun. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all flew in and then they had... Um, Brian Seacrest via satellite, and I just think that's funny. Like he couldn't be bothered; he's very busy. <laughs> but Simon Kelly was like, "Dude, I flew in from London. Like you couldn't get on a plane. What is wrong with
1: you?" Does she? I God, I'm so embarrassed that I've not seen, I've not watched Kelly's show mm-hmm. yet. Oh, I'm, how embarrassing. You're embarrassed by you're that? embarrassing! No, I am because <laughs> okay. it's something we talked about that we were all looking forward to, and I haven't made mm-hmm. the time to set it up to record. But um, does she uh, tape in L.A.? Yes. Well, that is hilarious. Then,
2: yeah. Adorable. Um, but uh, this is interesting. Simon Cowell expressed his desire to make a show with Paula Abdul and Jackson again in the future. He said, If I had one wish, it would be to make another show with all of us again. How about that? That's really nice, right? He also uh, gave some props to Kelly. He said, the fact that you're one of the most successful singers in the world, I have to say something about you, Kelly. Unlike the majority, you are the same person off camera as you are on camera. You've always respected people and you've been a very loyal and great friend.
7: That's high praise.
2: Which is really, that's lovely. It's from Simon Cowell.
1: And by the way, for folks who aren't making the connection, Kelly Clarkson was the winner of season one of American Idol yes. and arguably is the biggest star to ever come out of that show.
2: Uh, Carrie Underwood. Well, like I said, uh, arguably. Jennifer Hudson.
1: Those three are the big ones. Yep. But and Jennifer I know, Hudson didn't even win. Um, but, right. But Kelly is the biggest in terms of her success I as, mean, as she, a singer. She
2: did beat Justin Guarini, who is now, you Very know, famous. the Dr. Pepper guy.
1: Right, right,
2: so, right. That's huge. He probably gets all the free Dr Pepper. Who really wins? <laughs> right, Justin Guarini.
5: j Hud is a. Uh, I know her very well. j Hud. Um, uh-huh. She's an Oscar winner, no?
1: Correct. That's big. She is. Oh yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of as a singer, though, Kelly Clarkson I, is the biggest.
2: No, Carrie yes. Underwood, one hundred percent. No,
1: in terms of records sold. So we don't, all have don't a different. At me. We all don't, have a different pick. Don't at me on this, Allie. It's it's okay. science.
4: Really? Yeah. You guys forgetting
1: yep. about Ruben Stedder?
4: Right. Oh, Reuben he was, was
2: look, was,
5: he was, was great, good. too. Yeah. The teddy bear? Yeah, he was great. <laughs> I mean, and don't sleep on Bo Bice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bo Bice, right. Well, Daughtry is a platinum artist yeah. as well. I mean, look, yeah. there have been who a was, lot of successful singers out Who was out the
2: gray-haired show? guy that was like 20 and he looks 60? Taylor Hickford. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor
1: Hicks? Hicks. Taylor,
2: Taylor Hicks.
5: Hicks? Taylor Hicks. Taylor Hicks, yeah. He had the Soul Patrol.
2: That's right. Yeah, that's did? Yeah. Because of his soul pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No! What
5: was the kid who looked 11? Daniel Abueta or something like that?
2: Oh, uh, no. Abu- David Archuleta. 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 Yeah. yeah, He was a Utah. And I had to interview that kid. Are we all getting nostalgic about the old Little American ben. idol I mean, don't right even now? get me started on Sanjaya. Is, I was gonna say who's the Indian guy.
1: Sanjaya. Oh, Sanjaya. He was so cute. <laughs> and don't get me started on William Hunt. Oh. oh, So many legends. <laughs> We're so nostalgic. And we haven't even we
5: haven't even scratched the surface of Clay Aiken. Oh well, you know, you clay know that I'm a,
1: I'm a Clay Aiken fan. Claymate? I'm a claymate. I'm totally a claymate. Um, to this day I'm a claymate.
2: Right. Are we forgetting? Fantasia? Oh,
1: yeah. Fantasia Oh wow. Come
2: on.
5: She's a good person.
1: She's a big Broadway star. Yeah. Are we forgetting the night that Ryan Seacrest oh high-fived <laughs> yeah. a blind guy? Sure did. Are
5: good we night. forgetting that? Sure also, did, yeah. There was another kid who was like, I'm Blake Lewis. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. From Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. What a show. <laughs> I know.
1: How about um, how about uh, what was the guy with the the pants? What was that dude? Oh, the guy with the pants. The off. guy
2: with the pants. We called him Pantsy. Pants no, 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 no. The guy. The... What He's do you a... mean with the pants? <laughs> <laughs> he... Was, he was there a... a season I missed?
5: Where a lot. Of... Everyone was naked. A lot of people don't know. No <laughs> one's ever worn pants on American
1: Idol. <laughs> No. Wait, do you mean the Pants on the Ground guy? Yes, Pants oh. on the Ground. His name oh. was Larry
5: Platt.
1: Yes, pants he... on the Ground guy. They brought him back for the finale. That's okay. how big he was. Okay. Pants on the Ground. Pants, pants on, on the Ground.
5: ground. Yes. That guy. Okay. <laughs> what a Guys, show. Right? I what think that was a good movie. show. I think, looking back, it's much better than it was when it was
1: on. Why do I not care that it's, it's currently
2: on? It is currently on.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah no. Oh, it's, it's
2: on yes, I forgot. It came back on ABC like... <laughs> three years ago.
1: Yeah, who would watch I, now? I don't yeah. even know who the judges are of the current. It's got to be Katy
2: Perry. Uh, it's Katy Perry, Lionel Richie? Yeah,
5: and then maybe a, a country guy? Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: If you say so. Sure. <sighs> All right, so the whole point oh, of that man. was the three original judges who yeah. were on the Kelly Clarkson show. And and it, sounds, apparently it sounds like that was fun.
2: they were getting nostalgic, too, if they're all talking about wanting to work together again. Yeah. I love it. Um, we by didn't the way, even talk
5: about Adam
2: Lambert. Oh, Adam my Lambert.
5: God. Oh. The lead
2: singer of Queen. I yeah. mean. That's a big one. By the way, Paula Abdul was a judge for nine seasons. Mm-hmm. Simon Cowell, 10 seasons. Randy Jackson, 13 seasons. Wow. That show's been on for wow. forever. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. All right. Well, I'm glad we we took that little stroll. it yeah, was, nice. was a fun stroll.
5: Th- that oh, was yeah. fun. Sometimes it's good to look back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Think about all the friends we made along yeah. the way. Just okay. like, you know, <laughs> okay. photos, look through photos. Um, do any of you listen to any sounds to help you relax? Do you have one of those sleep machines? I do. Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. Do you have a right preferred voice. sound?
1: White noise. White noise, yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Okay, Bean. What about you?
1: Uh, no, I listen to music every night when I go to sleep.
2: Real well, <laughs> any specific music? No. Like I can't imagine you'd listen to something like
1: totally rockin'. Goar, no, what, you listen to gore. W- Whatever I'm in the mood for. It doesn't it doesn't really? make any difference to me how hard rockin' it is or So you fall asleep and the music keeps playing? Yeah. Well I set up my uh set up my phone for, you know, like thirty minutes or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and I'm usually out by time it by the time the playlist ends. Yeah. Wow.
2: Okay. Well, um apparently there is a specific sound that calms people more than most. This is very interesting because people talked about this sound and they felt 30% more relaxed. They said their stress and anxiety levels dropped by 25 to 20%. This is more than people that listen to like a guided meditation or people that just have silence. And that sound, woodland sound. Ah,
1: That's (laughs) Not
2: it, Omar? (laughs) Martin here, and uh, that makes perfect sense. Why didn't I see that coming? I, I
1: don't know. It's so long! <laughs> How did oh. Antonio Brown
4: even get in wow. here?
2: Oh, How did I not see that coming?
4: <laughs> All right.
2: The, the real sound. All right. Some birds rustling leaves just calming you right down nice I listen to either the um, the rain sounds or streams so I like the sound of just water
4: <laughs> yeah, but doesn't that. that
1: make you want to pee
2: I mean I pee my bed every night okay but, all right but um, it's worth it but I fall asleep earlier yeah okay
1: <sighs> That's my. Uh, that's the real-life sound of my house in Seattle. It's true. It sounds like all the
2: time. I'm so cool. I live amongst woodland
5: creatures. <laughs> Must be nice. I hear the homeless Gosh. man outside <laughs> peeing into a jug. <laughs> I
2: said a jug?
1: <laughs> Where did he get a
2: jug? I don't
1: know. He got it somewhere. Oh. And, and and screaming about how we we didn't even mention the great Jordan Sparks. Oh, Jordan, Jordan Sparks. Sparks. She was one of my favorites. Jordan Sparks is great. Yeah, she's still still great.
5: Yeah. Is she? Is she? Yeah. <laughs> or what? What does
1: she do? I don't know. <laughs> you
5: have no idea what
1: she's <laughs> been up to. No, but I'm saying I doubt she lost the ability to be a terrific singer.
5: Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I was a big Kelly it. Pickler head. Is that a...
1: Oh, yeah. Is that she's, a name? She's worth... personality plus. What yeah. about
5: uh, Kat McPhee? Oh, Remember? she's getting, oh, she's so getting married. God. She's married to an old man. Oh. David
1: Foster. Mary yeah. David yeah. Foster. We her. Kat McPhee. We all love her. She was on Smash. Yeah, she's adorable. We've had her on the show a couple times. She's great. Well... Uh, our old friend uh, Ralph Garman is the one who started the McFever. Yeah, which hmm. she was always very grateful for. Uh, I think
5: we've
2: hit all of them. Have we?
1: Did we, <laughs> did we miss someone? I don't know. Oh, I mean, there have been a lot of people that we didn't care about, like Scotty McCreary. Remember right. him, the little doofus-looking guy with the he country voice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there have been a, a lot of other contestants that we didn't mention, but I think we hit most of the high points. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Did it, you guys. All right. Um, Philip Phillips, by the way. Yeah. Him with that home song that you couldn't get away from for two years. Too late for me. It was too late in the game. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay.
3: All
6: right. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q.
1: Although it happened back in 2018, there is a controversy that is uh, back in the headlines right now that involves Antonio Brown going to a doctor named Dr. Victor Prisk. He did an interview with Sports Illustrated recently where he said that Antonio Brown, who, of course, was a Pittsburgh Steeler and is now a New England Patriot, was essentially the client from hell that he would show up late and he didn't pay. There's a lawsuit involved right now in back back fees that are owed by Antonio Brown, according to the doctor. But that's not why people are interested in this story.
2: A Pittsburgh doctor is the latest filing a lawsuit against former Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown. Monroeville's Dr. Victor Prisk says in the lawsuit, Brown owes him $11,500 in unpaid fees. In addition to that, the New York Post says the doctor claims Brown repeatedly passed gas in his face.
1: (laughs) 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 I mean, when you go to the doctor... It's possible, I guess, that sometimes things can happen, right? Yeah. But not repeatedly in the doctor's face. I want to smell it.
5: it. I no. mean, No, you
1: don't. You don't. That does sound aggressive to me, okay? Um,
5: yeah, I mean, sure. I I, I I want to defend a little, but let's listen more to the story. Uh, okay. He
2: passed to- gas in his face and laughed about it. <laughs> TMZ obtained a video of an appointment of August of last year where Brown can be heard breaking wind and laughing as Prisk tests his body fat.
1: By <laughs> the way, she's starting to crack up, which I love about I, this.
2: Can I ask why they're videotaping doctor's appointments?
1: Uh, I was wondering the same
2: thing. That's uh, that's a HIPAA violation right there, and this dude's screwed.
1: I'm going to play some audio from that doctor's appointment in a minute because it was out there, and the impression I get from the video, based on nothing else, is that it's one of Antonio Brown's guys that's in the room with him uh-huh. because he wants, to, he wants to show off. Oh, how his low fat. his body fat yes, is cuz right. that's what that's what what he's being tested right. for so it wasn't you know an invasive or personal kind of procedure that was going on. Mm-hmm. I, I love that this anchor has said uh, past gas and broken wind so far. <laughs> Will she use the F-word? Do you think she's she's up for using the F-word on the t- on the TV? I think I you know. have a better chance
5: at it than you it than you do fart. Okay. Okay.
2: Prisk told Sports Illustrated quote, it seemed just childish to me. I'm a doctor and this man is farting no. in my face. <laughs>
1: wow. Direct quote. For KDKA News. <laughs> I'm a doctor and this <laughs> man is farting in my
4: face. <laughs> what? Now,
1: why? Look, I get if he owes you eleven thousand five hundred dollars, sue sue him, right? Mm-hmm. I, I totally legitimate. Why would you ever bring up the farting in the face thing? to embarrass him? Clearly, and I want to defend it.
5: I think, really, yes, I want to say that I think some people get nervous and fart, and that's the thing that and, and and two people can laugh. Like I think that the doctor was like, oh, and he was like, yeah, man, I'm sorry, I farted. I think it just was a small thing that happened once or twice, and Antonio Brown farted a lot. Okay. And I don't think it's that big of a deal.
2: It's not that big of a deal. And I just need to know why he's recording doctor's appointments. Well, I, I need to
1: know that. I think off, it's friend. Yeah, he's showing off he his low off body how fat. how low his body fat was. Who gets nervous and farts? Is that something you've ever heard before, Allie? I haven't. I get, uh, like, nervous poops.
2: Like, when I get super nervous during playoffs, I always feel like I have to poop. we uh-huh. talked about this. That's yeah, real. Sure. That's yeah, science.
1: Yeah. That's why you have to watch all Kings playoff games at home. Yes. You can't go out and watch
2: yeah. it. Oh, I, and I'm never going to go to a Kings play game and be there because my
1: god yeah you'd be running back and forth the yeah. yeah all right here's uh, because you demanded oh. it kevin to be listener, <laughs> <laughs> here's here's some of the video <laughs> from the actual doctor's appointment now the guy who's shooting this seems to be uh, several feet away so the audio isn't great uh he does say antonio brown does say after a couple of the farts that i shouldn't have eaten something Okay, he's talking about the food he had before the appointment. It sounds like he may be saying a different S-word, but we've gone through the tape. He does not swear. All right, here we go. Ah! That's, how, <laughs> that's how the tape starts, by the way. <laughs> that's the first thing on the tape on TMZ Sports. Ah! Oh, my bad, though. Damn, my bad, My bad, bad my bad. My bad, all right. Should've eaten something Should somethin this morning. Shouldn't that something this morning, all right? I didn't
4: even get that when you're still in
1: there. So he's saying I didn't even get that when he's using a device on Antonio Brown's chest right. to try to measure the body fat. He yes. couldn't, even fi- couldn't even find any.
5: But also no reaction to the fart. That's correct. Yeah. It's pretty
1: freaking low. Pretty freaking low. Because mm-hmm. of bodybuilders. This is ah, pretty, whoa. Pretty low. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. What about that one? Is that just a nervous fart or is that something that was big enough that he should have known it was coming on and held off? He pushed that out. I think so no too. Question, you think no he question. It? I think this one's in. Uh, let me play it again. On this is uh, pretty uh, uh, also, are we?
2: That's on purpose. Sh- are we sure these are real farts?
5: Because the doctor's not even reacting. They
1: are real farts. Why are you asking? you think he brought a whoopee cushion to his appointment?
2: I, I think a sound machine. Whoever's recording this could have been using a sound machine. Sure. Oh no,
1: no, no, no! It's no, it, it's real, and you'll see Antonio responds to this one as well. On this is uh, pretty freaking i got to stay away. Damn. Oh, Damn. I <laughs> had a lot of fiber, bro. Man. Had a lot of fiber. Fiber, oh, yeah. Doc. 3%. I can believe that. All right. 3% body fat, by yeah. the way. I'm 30% body fat. Yeah, Maybe well, maybe 40. Have you seen me?
5: Do you know how strong <laughs> his ab muscles must be from all those farts? <laughs> He's holding them in most of the day.
1: That was, I mean, that that He had to have done that on purpose. He I smell to. like beef, of course. <laughs> that doc- second
2: one sounded like he could have tried to hold that. It sounded like he literally pushed that one out as hard as he could.
1: Uh, plot twist, by the way. Oh. AB is now firing back with receipts, claiming that Dr. Prisk actually texted him about the TMZ media coverage of the fart incident mm-hmm. and even bragged about TMZ crediting him as having a nose of steel. In AB's text messages, Prisk said the incident was funny as S, noting I was pretty stoic. So now Antonio says it's kind of shady that he's complaining about the incident yeah. and he's just doing it for more publicity. Mm. Uh, the $11,500 doesn't seem to be in dispute here, by the way. That seems to be money that is owed. Yeah. The controversy whether is whether over this fart thing, you know, who, who got offended by this. We're, yeah.
2: we're doing this segment right now. This is, yes. this is on this, the
1: radio. This is what we do for a living, kids. <laughs> It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I'm going to make you smell it. Okay. Damn. <laughs> I
7: had
1: to find Boy. that. A lot of uh, contention and stress and controversy on the program today. I'm not sure that I'm comfortable with it. Oh, I mean, Jensen's over there being pro-fart, first of all. I am pro-fart. Pro farting pro in public. Book. I'm pro-fart, pro-book. pro-book. Yeah. I don't even know you anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Next hour, we're going to get into the uh, controversy that is ripping the nation apart uh, on whether the Princess Bride is uh, allowed to be remade or not. Mm -hmm. And right now, another controversy. HBO just started this one. They just forced this one on us. Here's what they tweeted. Top three HBO characters of all time and go, (gasps) which is a scary thing to do. It is very scary, and HBO has had 30 years of amazing original shows, Yeah, and people started chiming in, everybody from Omar Little from The Wire to Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones, Tony Soprano from The Sopranos, and then there were all sorts of uh, left field choices. Who's picking Cousin Greg from Succession? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what <laughs> good I Good character, I
5: know. though. Good character.
1: <laughs> uh, Nora Durst from The Leftovers. Uh, just so many shows. And um, so we started talking about it ourselves, and I don't think there's any way we're ever going to come to a consensus. But I am curious, and Jensen, why don't we start with you, since you're wrong man today. Uh, I'm right, man. Let's find out how how off-base you are on your favorite HBO characters of all time. And by the way, let me just say, uh, uh, just for the listeners who are playing along... There were a couple times I had to check myself before I wrote down, like, Dexter, for instance, you know, or oh. someone from, you know, and then Showtime. I thought of, like, Californication. I thought of uh, a Nurse Jackie. I mean, there are a lot of great shows that we know are premium cable shows. Not all on HBO. So HBO only, Jensen, you're up first.
5: Okay, now, as badly as I wanted to write down just three different taxicab drivers from Taxicab Confessions, <laughs> I have written down my three, starting with a recent character. I'm going to go three Barry. Oh, okay. I know it's recent, and we haven't seen a ton it's only of only two
2: seasons. I How love can you it. say it's best all time? Don't
5: don't need it. I think it is one of the most complex, uh, strange, odd, hilarious characters in HBO history.
1: Okay, two. I think Barry would be in my top six.
5: Okay.
2: Uh, Barry I'll would it. be my top ten, but right. I mean, NoHo Hank would would kind of beat out oh, Barry. Yeah.
5: Sure, no, yeah. I think Barry is the uh, foundation in which NoHo Hank is.
1: Still. Yeah, but Allie has <laughs> serious steam and undies for guys with alopecia.
5: Right, we know that now. Two, Sopranos character Polly Walnuts. Why huh? Polly? I I thought over he was, a big pussy. Yes, over over any of those guys. To me, Polly Walnuts was hilarious every single time. He was funny. He was part of all the major storylines. I think he. Uh, when I think of the show. It makes me laugh the most. Polly
1: Walnuts is a greater character than Tony, than Soprano. Tony Soprano.
5: Yes, wow, I wow. believe so. Hot take Jones, I believe I so. Wrong. Because I think, <laughs> listen, I think Tony Soprano is incredible, maybe one of the most uh, complex and and uh, interesting characters mm-hmm. in television history. But Polly Walnuts stole every scene he was in. You can't tell me that didn't happen. Every scene he was in, he stole him and little uh, Stevie.
1: I'm going to say that they were both tremendous side players on the mm-hmm. show, but I could not take my eyes off of Tony Soprano. All right. I'm sorry. All right. He, he, well, he owned the screen. When well, he was let's on. see what we think about my number one then. Okay. My number
5: one is my favorite television show of all time. Let if, me guess. Let me guess. Yes. Your number one.
1: Yeah. Greatest HBO character of all time. Yes. Got to be Turtle.
5: It is not Turtle. It is not Turtle. As much as I like a backwards New York Knicks hat, I am going to go with... Six Feet Under's Nate Fisher
6: I'm just saying you only get one life There's no God, no rules, no judgments Except for those you accept or create for yourself And once it's over It's over Dreamless sleep forever and ever
5: It was the most influential show for me as far as my writing. I I watched it every week with my parents. I never missed one. And the greatest ending of all time in any show.
1: I will say it's one of the best uh, series finales of all time.
2: He is now a firefighter in Los Angeles. Captain.
1: Um, oh, that's oh, that's, that's the actor, yeah. The show. actor who plays a diff- acting, different role in a different show, yeah. Oh, not, My a, bad. not It's not
2: a doc or anything. Okay.
1: He was so great on Parenthood, too, by the He's way. He's the best in He's great He's Sports, night? Come, yeah. Yeah, sports night. night? Come on. Sports Night? Come on. I don't agree with you, but I respect your number one. How dare you? All right, Allie?
2: Uh, okay, well, first of all, I didn't go any newer shows because then I would have had No Ho Hank. Or I would have had Kenny effing Powers. That's also from Kenny,
5: Kenny Powers down. may have been my four. Oh, he, I love yeah, him so he was very in my much. top ten
1: as well.
2: Yeah. And then you have Valerie Cherish from The Comeback. Comeback. Are you kidding me? Very good. yep. But Great I character. didn't go with any of them. Mm. Uh, well, there's only, in, there's only room for three at the top. Coming in at number three, I think <clears> she's one of the greatest comedic actresses. Not only of our time, of all time, Miss mm-hmm. Julia Louise Dreyfus yeah. on Veep, yeah. Selena Meyer.
1: There is no one who would disagree with that assessment. Although, curiously, Jensen hates women. No, I just yeah. he did not <laughs> yeah. put, did not put any yeah, women in his top does. three. He
5: hates women. Carmela Soprano
1: would have been my number five.
2: Real bummer. But Bolly Walnuts <laughs>
4: um,
2: coming in at number two. Um, I was obsessed as a kid with late night TV. I thought I wanted to be the first woman a late night. It was just what. I wanted to do.
5: You still could be, really.
2: I still could be, let's <laughs> be honest. Uh so this uh this number 2 slot goes to Gary Shandling with God, Larry Sanders. God
1: damn you, Allie. What? <laughs> well, we have the same three, number 3 and the same number oh, 2 no, at this point. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, I had Larry Sanders in number 2 oh, also. Oh my gosh. And Look it was t- and it was tough to decide between Larry and Larry David? Uh, no. Oh, uh, see,
2: my two Larrys were, were getting oh, up there.
1: Okay. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, hey, no. Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, exactly. Hank Kingsley. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Hank Kingsley would have been, if it yeah. weren't Larry Sanders, it yeah. was going to be Hank Kingsley.
2: Well, I will guarantee we don't have the same number one because right. none of you bastards watch this show. It is one of my all time favorite shows, and it's my all time favorite HBO character. And trust me, it was hard to find a clip of him not using the word sea sucker because he brought it back in a big way on deadwood it's ian mcshane as al swearingen
6: pain or damage don't end the world or despair or f- beatens the world ends when you're dead until then you got more punishment in store
1: stand it like a man and give some back
2: I got it was a great. Deadwood boner.
1: I never watched Deadwood. Oh, oh it was a good show. So I never great. saw it. It was too. Well, you're. Allie, hold on a sec. you You're, you're
2: going to say I don't like people being dirty. They yes. were slightly dusty. Oh, no, come they on. Still they still took baths. They, they had like oil all they, over they them. They took baths. They took showers. <laughs> no. And I love a horror house.
1: I never saw it. looked like no one had ever taken a shower on that show whenever I would see a scene. From incorrect, it. sir. Uh, by the way, Dave, the King of Mexico, our producer, his top three. Omar Little from The Wire at of number course. one. Al Swearingen from Deadwood at number two. And Lafayette Reynolds from True Blood at number three. True Blood, everybody making an appearance in Dave's list. Uh Kevin Me Listener Dute writes in, and apparently he's only had a TV for one year <laughs> because he's got Barry from Barry at number one, Ursula from Los Is Spookies at number two. Great character. Uh, although I'm a Tati fan, I would go Tati over Ursula on mm-hmm. Losis Boogies. and NoHo Hank from Barry Number Three. I so the, Noho the guy Hank. has only watched television for one year. Yeah, uh, mine's going to be very anticlimactic. I did put Selena Myers at number three, Larry Sanders at number two. Tony Soprano is uh, far and away the greatest HBO character of all time, and just outside my top three, by the way, who has not been mentioned, John Adams. Oh, to be that's so Bean. But it was maybe my favorite miniseries ever. I mean, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just keep it a bean. Only
5: he would take a historical
1: figure, John. Okay, Adams. I
2: literally just googled John Adams. I'm like, was he on Sex in the City? Like, no, John Adams.
1: Pre- President John Adams. Um, oh, no, cats played it. by Paul Giamatti. Yeah, who a character. He won an Emmy for it. it! It was a phenomenal character.
4: Boo! Boo! Oh, good job, nerd. Get another history book.
6: Kevin and Bean on K-Rock.
1: K-Rock. Sally's here with What's Happening on a Thursday.
2: Well, also next hour, we're going to go over some of the movies that we think should never be remade. Unless you're Bean, who thinks everything should be remade because nothing is sacred. Uh, I can. Def-
1: I just want to give things a new life. Uh, I can defend that position because the originals do not cease to exist because new versions are made.
2: But kids nowadays need to watch something new because they're not smart enough to understand a classic. you know how hard an original idea is?
1: Look, I'm all for more original ideas. I'm telling you, it doesn't take away anything from the original Princess Bride movie if somebody makes a new one. And if it sucks, it sucks.
2: Well, this all happened because yesterday I did the story on Sony Entertainment CEO uh, recently telling Variety that a very famous uh, person or people, he said, have talked to him about wanting to redo um, Princess Bride. And I just quote tweeted it and wrote, no. And that got us nope. talking about it. And someone has weighed in. You might remember him as Wesley in Princess Bride. It's Carrie Elwes. You know what he said? Yeah,
1: I wonder what his opinion is about, about <laughs> remaking a movie that, he was, that made him famous.
2: He said, does the original not exist anymore?
1: Look, look, the original is 32 years old. How uh-huh. many 10-year-olds are going to go out there and seek a 32-year-old movie to look at?
2: How many 10-year-olds are seeking anything? Yeah, they should playing be playing Fortnite, on their bikes. Bro. That's my point.
5: And there is doing that weird dance, the floss or whatever. That's all <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they're all
2: backpack-kidding
4: it. Yeah. <laughs> and and,
1: and they're sure, there are going to be some households that mm-hmm. are going to introduce their kids to that movie, as they should. There's well, millions of other households that won't. The no. kids will never even know the Princess Bride existed. Okay, that's well, right. they're being... A lot of teens are dropping their herbs.
2: They're being raised wrong, and I think I maybe agree. we start there. Um, I agree,
1: okay. but because that's the reality... Reality of the situation we live in why not take a great idea for a great movie and put it up on the screen so today's 10 year olds can enjoy it just like you did
2: well here's what carrie said there's a shortage of perfect movies in this world It would be a pity to damage this one. (laughs) see what he did. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis also responded to the rumor saying, Oh, really? Well, I married the six-fingered man. Obviously why we have stayed together for 35 years. And there is only one, the Princess Bride, and it's William Goldman and Rob Reiners. That's my praise. A six-fingered man joke, and that's Mm -hmm. why her marriage has lasted.
1: I thought Look, that was really funny. I get people okay. whose nostalgia makes them believe that their childhood is the only one that matters. I under- I totally understand that. But that's doing a great disservice to the people who are not your age. I mean, uh, I think you just don't
2: find things sacred because you're a very unholy man. That's so, why.
1: That's a hot take. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> i going to put on my jams.
2: All right. Well, the Breaking Bad sequel movie, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, is going to receive a limited theatrical release alongside its arrival on Netflix. The film will premiere on the streaming service on October 11th, while screenings will be held between October 11th and 13th in 68 different cities, including of course, New York, LA, Chicago, the big ones. And then, where the movie and the show were both filmed, Albuquerque, New Mexico.
1: Why are they making a prequel, man? That's going to ruin the real Breaking Bad, man. We don't need it. Breaking Bad is, is Sacred man, number one. It's, cool uh, impression.
5: Two, that it, it, that's a new idea, an original idea based on an old
1: idea.
2: And it make new stuff. It's not a. It's not a prequel. It picks up right as sequel.
1: the show. Why ends? make a sequel to Breaking okay, Bad? Okay. Man, Breaking uh-huh. Bad was perfect the way it was. Why you just leave it there in the past? Are you? Are you Cheech Marin? <laughs> What's the app I don't know who, who I am. <laughs> Where's Chong? Okay, I don't know. Who All I right. Am. Hey,
5: man, what were you saying about Breaking Bad,
1: dude? I was
5: born in East L.A. I mean, man, that's cool and all, but, like, why won't they make original ideas, bro? Oh, my gosh. Very, um, very weird dialogue Dave,
1: between Dave's not Chong. here, man. What, dude? <laughs> wow.
7: Wow. <laughs> That's
4: just, that that
1: was,
4: was the worst Cheech and Chong ever. <laughs> ever. I agree. <laughs> so
5: hey, man, stop ruining my high. <laughs> I'm talking about Breaking Bad, man. <laughs> oh, man.
2: Well, uh, El Camino, of course, will have Aaron Paul back as Jesse Pinkman. But uh, creator Vince Gilligan said, there's going to be over 10 different characters from the original series brought back but he only named two of them in G-Chin the interview Cheech and, <laughs> and Chong <laughs> no uh, both Badger and Skinny Pete are the ones that he mentioned to the Hollywood Reporter so no Mike where's Mike I mean there's got to be a Cranston-esque cameo that got he's it. dead yeah.
1: he's dead well I mean Spoiler like alert.
5: flashbacks or whatever
1: oh well okay that's a weird prequel or sequel rather but okay
2: yeah those have something, Oh, man. yeah. Sequels He's... never have flashbacks. Hey, All man. All of it. Stop, man.
5: I'm excited about this break. Now you guys are ruining my high. It's the only thing I know about teaching <laughs> and
2: Man, I work with some nerds. All right, some birthdays for you. James Lipton, Jeremy Irons, and Jimmy Fallon. And that's what's happening.
1: Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. About my favorite time of the week, every Thursday just after 8, we talk to R.J. Bell.
4: Cause R.J. Bell.
1: R.J. Bell Bell is the founder of Pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press, and he hosts the daily show Straight Out of Vegas with R.J. Bell on Fox Sports Radio. R.J., welcome back, my friend. How are
7: you? Hello, hello. Uh, Big weekend coming up.
1: Yes, and I want to talk. I have one question for you that is uh, I'm going off script here for a minute because I, I always love to get your analysis on how betters react to news. So with Eli Manning being benched, potentially we have turnover at the quarterback position. It's a new era for the New York Giants against their uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. Do betters look at that and go, oh, I'm panicking now because they lost their star Super Bowl winning quarterback? Or are betters excited and willing to give the new guy a chance? How do they react on news like that?
7: So first off, there's a script. I've never received it. So, OK. But what I'll say is that there's two minds. If it's a Giants fan, they're probably sick of Eli. The reality is Eli has not been good for a while. The case could be made Except, and this is the biggest caveat ever in NFL except for two Super Bowl victories, Eli hasn't been a great quarterback. But two Super Bowl victories is enough. Yeah,
2: oh, did he win? Did he win a couple Super Bowls? He did. Uh-huh. And he
7: won. He won that one against the Patriots. Yeah.
1: That two against <laughs> yeah, the Patriots. Two. Oh, two. Yeah. Sorry,
2: one yeah. ending their perfect season. Gene.
7: Exactly, <laughs> Tyree Hill, Tyree Hill, etc. The helmet catch, and then the famous Manningham Manningham catch on the sidelines. Yeah, right. we, we remember. Oh, I mean, but,
5: Ali, I drew some of it. You want to check out the no, sketches? I, I see it. I okay. see it. Okay.
7: but in a way, those you know, <laughs> that second one was one of the great throws in Super Bowl history. So talk about it guy manning that that really because of those two games his whole career his whole brand is different imagine like a philip rivers probably better for the chargers all these years but hasn't had those big big games when it comes to this week i would say it's about neutral i think eli is a slightly better quarterback still than the rookie but the team probably gets excited That there's fresh blood. So I think for this week, it's about even Eli out and Daniel Jones, the rookie, in.
1: It's so interesting to hear you. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's so interesting to hear you say that because the talk has already begun on whether Eli deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because they say, just like you did, RJ, with the exception of those two incredible performances, he's kind of had a subpar career compared to most modern quarterbacks.
7: And actually, if you look at his one loss record, it's exactly 500. Half Ooh. wins, half losses. They speculate that's one of the reasons they benched him now, not to have a losing career record. Oh, mm. Go ahead, Jensen. Uh,
5: well, I have a question. I've, my dad lived in Vegas for a while, and if I learned anything from him, it's to bet against your instincts and what everyone else is betting. And I know we haven't heard your picks yet, but with the Dolphins losing so terribly, those odds have to be out. The numbers have to be crazy. They're
2: winning the Super Bowl, according <laughs> to your dad, then. no. <laughs> Do you bet on?
5: basically take the points on the Dolphins at this point?
7: Okay, so first off, the idea of being contrarian is how any investment really is best. Think about stocks. Do you want to buy the hot stock? Mm -hmm. Think about houses. When did you want to buy real estate? Right before the crash or right after the crash, right? Right. Mm -hmm. When everyone's fleeing, Mm -hmm. that's when you want to be buying. And it's probably a good segue because one of my picks this week, and I'm going to call it, it's usually the big dog. Mm -hmm. We're going to call it the big, big dog. Jets plus 23 against new england and here's why new england just covered a 20 plus point spread last week and it made sense why because new england had lost in miami five of the last six years belichick hates to lose the coach for new england he wanted revenge not to mention a lot of legal issues uh civil court issues for antonio brown the wide receiver for new england Belichick wanted to make a statement. Oh, this distraction, not a distraction for us. This week, though, a second straight week being this big of a favor. And oh, by the way, Belichick in his career has been a favorite of 20 points or more five times. Oh, and five against the spread. Whoa. These teams don't care if they win by 30 or 14. They just want to win. By the way, the Jets. Third string quarterback, but their coach is a rookie, a new coach, and the uh, New York local media is already getting restless. So I think they're going to play hard at minimum. First pick, big dog, Jets plus twenty three. Um, is that the big? I mean, what is the biggest uh, you've ever seen? Biggest margin that yeah, posted so, in Vegas. So this is uh this is fascinating. Last thirty years, we have modern data on the point spread, and prior to this week there were five games above three touchdowns, so 21 and a half or more, okay? Two of them this week. So five in 30 years, two more this week. And the second one being the Dallas Cowboys with their biggest spread ever for them, they're favored by about twenty-two over that Miami Dolphins team, which is very bad. No pick on that game. Mm-hmm.
1: That's amazing. All right, uh, so that's your big dog, Jets plus twenty-three over New England. Then we go to the best bet. You've got
7: Pittsburgh and San Francisco. What say you, RJ? Uh, by the way, this is what keeps me. I've been uh, betting. I'm not fifty yet, right? I'm four. Just turned forty-nine. I've been betting for over thirty years. Yes, I started. Uh, statute of limitations is up as a teenager (laughs) it's true but but this is what i'll say i've never given this handicap here on kevin and bean that's why it keeps me interested things happen sometimes only every couple years i love the steelers plus six and a half against san francisco now big ben their career best quarterback maybe ever terry bradshaw's in the mix just went down for the season unexpectedly why do i like pittsburgh now Because the team themselves made a trade in which they traded their first round pick next year for a good defensive player. What does that tell me? The team is optimistic about this year, Pittsburgh. Why? Because why would you trade next year's pick, which is totally dictated by how well you do this year? Do you draft first? Do you draft 32nd? It's all about how good you are. Pittsburgh just told the world they are not not. Pessimistic, they're optimistic. That's all I needed to hear. Pittsburgh plus six and a half against San Fran.
1: And if I could just PS you, uh, Rudolph, that's the backup. Yes. right? he looked fantastic coming in for Ben last week.
7: Yeah, a lot of short throws, and yeah. that that happens to the guys that just come in. But a lot of prepared. rhythm,
1: though, man, and, uh, and uh, handled it like a pro. Oh, too. I agree.
7: I listen, Pittsburgh. No Pittsburgh would not have given up that draft choice if they're not high on Rudolph. All right, your big game, Baltimore, Kansas City. Jensen, I know this is a game you have a great deal of interest uh, in as well. Is,
5: this I don't like football a ton, but boy, these are two heavyweights this season for sure.
7: Yeah, and Ravens, a lot of talk because their quarterback. Lamar Jackson was a Heisman Trophy winner but not drafted till the end of the first round. A lot of people said, oh, running quarterbacks, can they su- succeed in the modern NFL? Here's why my pick is Baltimore, the underdog, plus six and a half. John Harbaugh the coach for Baltimore, he's mighty good. I'm a Steelers fan. I don't like him cuz they're in division, but you got to respect them. And what he did was he spent the whole off season schematically doing different things with that running quarterback Lamar Jackson. Because of that and because they played maybe the two worst teams in the NFL the first two games, Baltimore had some fairly easy games. First week against Miami, it was very easy. So what they were able to do is hide some of their offseason innovations. I think Baltimore has the schematic advantage because they've yet to show the truth of what they're going to do this year on offense because the first two games were easy. That edge is the key. Baltimore plus six and a half. RJ has had nothing but winning
1: seasons on the Kevin and Bean Show, and if you're keeping track, this year, by the way, three and zero the first week, two and one last week. So here are the picks again for this week. The big dog is Jets plus twenty three over New England. The best bet is Pittsburgh plus six and a half over San Francisco. Big game: Baltimore plus six and a half over Kansas City. Uh, RJ has a great podcast called RJ Bell's Dream Preview with college football and NFL episodes every week. You can get that on iTunes. The daily radio show is called Straight Out of Vegas with RJ Bell on Fox Sports Radio and. And, of course, pregame.com is where you want to go for all the rest. RJ, have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you next Thursday, sir. Thank you.
4: Because he's RJ Bell. RJ Bell. Yes, he's RJ Bell. RJ
6: Bell. It's the Kevin and Bean Show.
7: post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today
1: that's my thing ali yeah. i love you you know that i love you i appreciate okay? that
2: thank and you we're fr- and we're
1: and fr- we're and i think that we're friends
2: i believe we are
1: but you're wrong about this princess bride thing and here's why <sighs> i know a lot of people were outraged outraged that ghostbusters was being re- remade right
4: mm-hmm.
1: it was remade mm-hmm. some people liked it some people didn't some people decided to sit it out and not go see it and it was fine
2: it wasn't it wasn't remade it was rebooted I think there's a difference. Same,
1: Same new characters thing. and stuff. Same well, characters. It wasn't. Of. It's
2: an it was story. It, it was, wasn't remade.
1: Essentially, it was a new Ghostbusters movie that a lot of people didn't want to have happen because oh. they thought it would taint the beauty of previous Ghostbusters movies. Oh,
2: then they're redoing a whole Princess Bride, so it's like a, a dude, new, all new, new characters. characters. They're, no, the they're giant is really a small person.
5: Seven fingers instead of
2: six. Yeah. <laughs> they're
1: talk- no, they're talking about remaking
2: then it. Then it's not a good argument. You're not doing this in good faith, Bean.
1: How about Halloween? How about last year's Halloween that was a complete remake of the original Halloween? It was a huge hit that horror fans thought was, as sacrilegious as it sounds, better than the original. You know how many Halloween movies have been made? This isn't a one-time Princess Bride situation.
5: They've made like 15 of those.
1: I'm saying Princess Bride doesn't go away if they remake it. I'm saying that a new generation can enjoy the Princess Bride. If you don't want to go see it, don't go see it. But why take the opportunity away from people who do? Blah, 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 blah. I'm with that guy. Is that what you hear? <laughs> I,
5: here's the thing: I agree with you that it doesn't magically erase the original film. Like the, uh, you can still buy it on Blu-ray, which I do in almost every movie's case. Just don't open them. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, I think that y- y- this world needs more original stories. We, I agree with we you. We don't need to keep retreading stories that have already been told.
1: I agree with you. We need more original stories. I absolutely do. But occasionally something will come along, like a star is born, that they will remake, which and it wasn't
5: be- even the first remake, so that couldn't have hurt anything.
1: But, but it'll be a great and it, it ended up being a great movie. If, well, thank you. For if if, that. if the non, I enjoyed it very much. If the non remake people had come out against A Star Is Born, they would look like fools because it was a great movie.
2: It was fine. My, <laughs> but yeah. Let's just calm down. It was fine.
1: My point is, and for everybody who says, "Oh, they should just go back and watch the original," that's great. It's possible to do. Not a lot of people are necessarily going to make the effort to go seek out the DVD but, or find it on streaming or but whatever. As an
5: art fan yourself, are mm. you not? Seeing that by remaking these movies, it's taking away the opportunity and budgets to make movies based on new stories. I would love to see
1: new stories made as well. You say you think we can't do both. We can't yeah, do I, something. Yeah, we, don't think
5: we can Obviously, I, I actually don't think we can because they're just now. We're just getting into a world where it's superhero movies and sequels over and over again. And we and,
1: and original stories that come out like Blinded by the Light, for instance, that the critics love and nobody goes to see. Right. I mean, and, and we, those are
5: minimal, and they're
1: we, minimal. We've got a problem with our movie industry. We really Gosh. do. I love movies. (laughs) All right. So beyond arguing The Princess Bride, Ali, you brought up yesterday. This is what got us uh, into the topic here is everybody has their own movies that they forbid to be remade because they are too personal. They're too meaningful. It would be too painful to see another version of. Yes. What did you say yesterday that you're going to burn this mother down if it gets remade? Uh,
2: There are certain John Hughes movies that I love so very much. Uh, Pretty in Pink, it would devastate me. But I'll go even further back. A movie that came out before I was born. So your argument doesn't hold up that if there was a new one of these when I was a kid, I would have seen it. Because if anybody remade Harold and Maude... I wouldn't just burn this mother down. I would kill everything you loved.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm going to say that Harold and Maude is the perfect of example of a movie that needs to be renewed. <gasps> oh, my God, Bean! Because it is barely known. Oh!
2: My, to the is... average to well, the average and that's why moviegoer I don't hang out with average people.
1: To the average moviegoer, they have no idea what Harold and Maud is and that's a great story wow. that has the potential to wow. reach a great audience. Yeah, like imagine
5: Susan Sarandon
1: and Timothy Chalamet. Okay, I hate everything
2: about
1: <laughs> both of you. Right I mean that you just made a perfect example. It's pretty good, no. pretty good casting uh, of a movie that needs to be remade. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so Pretty in Pink, no way, right? No. No way. All right, what's yours? That's the question we're asking. What's the movie? Maybe it's Princess Bride, but maybe it's something else that you think there is no way it should ever be remade. Mm -hmm. You're going to, I mean you're not going to hurt anybody you're going to be <laughs> you're going to be mad you're going to be real real mad if it gets remade all right what's that one that uh, that needs to be boxed off in your childhood and no one else can ever touch you yeah. don't have one bean um well there are a lot of movies that i think would be a terrible idea to remake mm-hmm. but i would never i would never campaign against it i would never say don't remake the godfather the greatest movie of all time I mean, I would, again perfectly fine it's a great movie but if people do remake the godfather and it sucks it doesn't make any difference to me
5: but i'm I, telling you it takes away the idea of making new movies
1: and that's I'm, the problem and i'm telling you i don't care I'm telling you, <laughs> that's oh not God. what we're talking about. We're talking, we're talking about, we're talking about a universe where lots of movies Sac-related. are being made. Yeah, you're talking about what sacrilegious. <laughs>
5: what's sacrilegious? I, I mean, exactly. mine, mine is kind of. I think we asked on Instagram, and I think this was the one we got the most response on. Seven, eight people said Back to the Future, mm. which I think mm-hmm. would be probably the most painful for my generation to see yeah. remade because yeah. they'll make it terribly. Uh, and then Ryan Reynolds recently announced that he's remaking Clue, which would be mine that will be most painful. So when I see that, I'll probably freak out.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's Jensen's. That's Ali's. That's mine. What's yours? one 800 520 Sacrilegious is a great way to put it. This movie cannot be remade and why? We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. The
6: Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous
1: K-Rock. Hey, Bean. Uh, the good Omar writes in, I don't want anyone to ever be Batman again after Michael Keaton. That will destroy my childhood. <laughs> Bad oh, news. Oh, 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 wait. All right. We're taking your calls on movies that should never, ever be remade. We say this because, there's talk of a Princess Bride remake, and a lot of people are very upset about that. Nick has one. He's in San Bernardino. He joins us up first. Line five. Hey, Nick, what's going on?
3: Hey, buddy. So, yeah, Goonies should never be remade. They're trying to remake this Justine Chapel.
5: I will <laughs> I will tell you this. I will tell you this. The Goonies will be remade at some point. I think so, too. Almost a to guarantee. I, I, well, listen, I agree with you. I don't think it should be remade, but that is prime picking. Using kids, stranger things, the whole yeah, thing. It's yeah. exactly the wheelhouse mm. in which things are made. I
2: say never say die. No.
1: It, it won't um, it, be. Yeah. Is, and I, and I be. say, Nick, you're going to be fine because your goonies in your childhood still exist. It's time to they let do. some other kids have their goonies. And they'll
5: just be a way crappier. They can watch my
1: movie. Yeah. And they, and could. they won't
2: be able to call him Chunk. He'll just be like, oh, <laughs> kinda thyroid heavy. problem-y. Kinda, right,
1: exactly.
5: Kinda right. Oh, kind of heavy, we call him. Thank you for the yeah. call.
2: Appreciate that. Let's go to Anthony.
5: Big Cer- bone. And Dana's going to have a perfect accent. He's going to be like, hey, guys, how's it going? Good to see
1: you. <laughs> Line six, please, for Anthony. What's going on, man? Welcome to the show. What's going on? Uh, we cannot remake The Breakfast Club. It just cannot be done anymore. Agreed. We just cannot.
4: I agree. Uh, it cannot be done. That's you're it. telling
1: me that there aren't eight great actors in that age range who couldn't be stuck in a high school on a Saturday and make a great movie?
3: Yeah, I say there are. Kids nowadays don't talk to each other. It'd be ridiculous. Oh. Kids don't talk to each other. <laughs> They'll just
5: be <laughs> in detention looking at their phones, their phones for an hour exactly. and a half. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, that's a good point. Maybe it <laughs> would
5: fall
7: <laughs> apart. Unless they take no, away no, the phones. No, it no. would yeah. fall apart. All right,
1: let's go to Lewis, uh, line three, please. Up next, Santa Ana on K-Rock. Hey, Lou, what's happening, man?
3: Hey, uh, don't touch Short Circuit. If you guys n- n- try to remake this movie, I will
5: hunt each one of you down. You're a big Johnny Five <laughs> guy, it appears. He is alive. <laughs> I do like though they did make a short circuit too, which isn't great.
3: Right, but it's not a remake. I'm just saying. It, yeah, they tried and it was horrible, and nobody went to go watch it. And you know yes, what was kind. No, you no. know
5: what was kind of a short circuit remake and was very bad was Chappie. Oh, Chappie! Yeah, yeah but, but, from a, from like five years ago, right? Yeah, that was yeah. no good, and that was kind of a new Johnny Five.
1: Who was the hot uh, uh, Who's the hot actress in uh, Short Circuit? Uh, l- Ali Sheedy. G- Ali Sheedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you for the call, yeah. sir. Appreciate that. From the eight one eight, a League of Their Own cannot be remade. From the nine four nine, never remake Forrest Gump. By the way, no one is yeah, ever no going to make. No one's, <laughs> no one's ever going to remake Forrest Gump. Uh, from the nine five one, can't remake Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, I agree. Uh, you, it, yeah, that's a, uh, again, it's a perfect movie, but one day with enough time passed, who knows? All right, let's try, uh, let me see. Let's go to Joe La Cunata, up next line two on K-Rock.
4: Hey, hey Joe. Beam. Hey, what's beam. your what, Yeah, What's you're, going on? You're going
1: to love this. I hear they're making a remake of the 1977 classic Star Wars. Oh, well. Yeah, I, I heard I heard they're actually casting one of the Jonas Brothers as
5: Luke Skywalker. <laughs> this, is, this is right up Bean's Alley because you know it doesn't ruin any of
1: our old movies. You've heard him say that, right, Joe? George Lucas already raped your childhood, so there's nothing they can do to Star Wars. No, I take your point, is that would be terrible. But you know what? It would suck, and we wouldn't have to go see it. If other people wanted to, who cares if they see a bad movie?
2: You don't think that it takes away from the legend uh, like that is Star Wars, the mystique? Of star wars if they redid this is a episode guy who owns, this is
5: a guy who owns the christmas special the star wars christmas special he doesn't care about legacy he doesn't he's walking out of k-rock He doesn't. he's leaving the name bean behind he doesn't oh. care <laughs> he's
2: a communist
1: let me give you a uh you're a cuck let me give you another <laughs> no, I don't I think that's let nice. me give you yep. another example of a phenomenal movie that i'm sure it was considered heresy when they remade it mm-hmm. okay miracle on 34th street one of the greatest Christmas, maybe the number two Christmas movie of all Let's time. Let's go ask Ruben what list. everyone thought. I think it was around when the original came yeah. out. Remember the old original black and white from yeah. the 40s that we all grew up on? Classic, classic movie. Well, they remade it in the 90s, and it was perfectly delightful with uh, Elizabeth Perkins and Dylan McDermott and Richard but it was Attenborough nowhere near the original. Claus.
5: No one talks about that being the, the Christmas but that's, classic. But that's
1: everybody today, that's their classic. That's the one that they watch on cable that every doesn't year. doesn't make it right. B. I'm telling you that two great versions of the same movie can exist. Just because one movie is great doesn't mean another movie can't be great. It's so it, rare. That, is this thing on? No, it's so rare <laughs> it that reboots. Be.
5: It shouldn't be. Yeah. The the, the rare <laughs> instance where a reboot is as good as I could think of. I only thought of one yesterday. Let the right one in was a foreign movie, vampire movie that was very very good, and people were super mad when they were going to remake it, and the second one was real good.
1: But I think we've remade a lot of foreign horror movies for the American audience. I think that's been fairly but common.
5: Things like Old Boy and those are terrible. They've been bad decisions to make.
1: All right, let me say this, and I know we're out of time. But uh, it came out yesterday. Ali, you've been telling us a lot about the programming that's going to be on the new NBC streaming service, The Peacock, right? Mm-hmm. Came out yesterday that there are discussions underway to remake The Office. Ugh. Now, Which is a third time. Exactly. So for the people who are outraged because their office with Michael Scott is perfect, let's remember that everybody said the same thing when that series was made because of the original by Ricky Gervais. If it's done by the right people, it can be great. Very excited to get
5: those 22-year-old Kevin and Beans in here come January. Very excited. <laughs> I am, too. I hope, they're, I hope they're better
1: looking than the old ones are.
6: <laughs> it's the Kevin
5: and Bean Show.
1: K-Rock. Allie, put down your phone. I'm talking.
2: I don't have my phone. Just this time, I just wasn't listening.
1: No, I literally,
2: my phone is over to the right of me. Are you okay, Bean? What's I'm happening? Fine.
1: I'm fine. i think the camera froze. <laughs> hey, um, I'm sorry. That was on me. All right, Hold it's on. Been a day. It has this whole day, and we fired Jensen too. We did. From... Every week about this time, our good friend Dr. Drew Pinsky uh, interrupts his busy schedule impregnating teen moms on television. Again, to come he's on, he's
2: never done that. He just talk hosted the reunion.
1: The issues, Dr. Drew, uh, say hi to your dog first of all. How are you, sir?
3: I'm great. Thank you for saying hi to Rex.
1: Is it true that you are on your way to the White House uh, in a few days?
3: Uh, yeah, next week. I'm going to go meet with the Domestic Policy Committee, see if we can make their approach to homelessness rational. The uh, Now, the now we've got their attention. Now we got to make sure they don't do too much. To I will att- say
1: that you do, and I will say that you have been a leading voice on this issue in Southern California, and you have people who are doing the same in Northern California, and it looks like he got the president's attention. He was actually talking about it in California yesterday.
3: Oh, no, he's very serious about this. My, my fear is they're going to do too much too fast, and then what are we going to do? because we really don't have the infrastructure to handle so many sick people all at once. I realize the big problem here is, I have people advocating for a group that don't know what mental illness is, and so they they don't believe, they don't understand what they're looking at Mm -hmm. and what they need and how how they can be serviced and made well, and and what the risks are of not doing it. There's a bunch of ignorant people that really are now committing murder. We have three dying a day. And so if you were getting in the way of helping these people, you were committing murder, period, and yeah. I'm, I'm just there with this.
1: No, I know you are, and I know it's something you're very passionate about, and I'm glad that you're there to make a difference. Um, speaking of mental illness, um, that's one of, the, one of the, it's a great transition because the president has also said, and he's partly right on this, that the gun problem is partially a mental illness problem. Yeah. Uh, people who should not have, there are a lot of people who shouldn't have guns because of what's going on inside their head. Now, the reason we wanted to have you on today to discuss was the story about Aaron Carter. Have you been following what's going on with him, Uh, Aaron Carter the singer?
3: I've been following. It's very hard to make sense of it, so I'll do the best I can.
1: There's a lot going on. Apparently and you might know something about this uh, his, his girlfriend called the police and said please do a welfare check on him. I don't think he's right. I'm scared. He's got guns. Please come over. And they did. And I think the intent was to put him on a 5150 psychiatric hold when they got there. He did have weapons all over the house, but he was somehow able to convince the police officers that came to his home and a mental evaluator that he was not a danger to himself or others. What yeah. does it take? I guess this is the basic question. A lot of us hear the term 5150, and obviously we're familiar with it from the Britney Spears story from a few years ago. What is it? What do you have to show to get a 5150, and right. how is this not enough in the Aaron Carter case?
3: Okay, You're, you're zeroing in on the other area of uh, focus and concern that I have. It's called the Lanternman Petrus Short Act that was pushed through in the middle of the night in the mid-60s that took the criteria for treating people with severe mental illness from doctor says this person needs care to harm to self or other and and also gravely disabled, which is a very poorly applied uh, sort of status. Harm to self or other, you have to say, I'm going to kill somebody, I'm going to kill myself, and I have a plan to do it, before legally they can do much of anything. Now, there are mental health professionals that will put themselves in harm's way, literally legally in harm's way, by lowering that threshold and saying, hey, I just feel like this person's dangerous. But I have many patients dead because of this phenomenon. Mindy McCready was hospitalized on a 5150. They let her go home with guns because she said, I'm fine, I'm great, I'm feeling good. That's all they have to say. And if you document that, then you can't do very much. And it is a travesty. Mm. We must, there's a giant distance between need for care and harm to self or other. We need to fill in that gap a little bit with other considerations.
1: All right. Uh, Minnie McCree, she was the country singer, right?
3: Yes. A treat okay. Celebrity Rehab helped her get into a, We had treated her and treated her and treated her. Got it. Helped her get into a... She had depression towards the end there. And of course, they put her in and then they let her go, which is a, just stunning to me. Let her go home Knowing she had guns at home, just unbelievable. All right,
1: let me make it even worse on the Aaron Carter situation. So he talked to TMZ, said he was fine, went on the doctors. Usually when somebody is going on a TV show to say how great they're doing is not a good sign, I don't think. I think I feel like in his case he should have been at home or with a doctor. He said he had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. His brother, Nick Carter, says that he was requesting a restraining order against uh, against his brother because that he had told Nick in a FaceTime that he has thoughts of killing babies.
3: Yeah, uh, that should be enough. That right? should, should be that enough. Be, and that, by the way, 72 hours, not nearly enough. Yes, and, and, and he's still further out there. The guns should be prevented and so i I, who knows what he actually has because he listed a on that show a whole whole group of 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 diagnoses that are mutually exclusive you can't have all those for the most part
1: that's interesting and when
3: when people do that i just hear drug addiction because oftentimes when doctors don't know how to pick up on somebody using drugs it can the you know in the diagnostic manual the psychiatric diagnostic manual at the bottom of every page it says in bold print These diagnostic criteria do not apply if the patient is on drugs or withdrawing from drugs because it can always look like a psychiatric illness when people are doing drugs.
1: So what would you do I mean, you don't have the authority, but if you did, what would you do to somebody like Aaron Carter? Just based on, I have thoughts of killing babies, based on saying he's got all these, uh, all these diagnoses and knowing that he's got a bunch of guns scattered around the house, what would you do?
3: He sounds like somebody that should be, <clears throat> sound, I don't know him, and I'm just guessing if you describe a case like this to me, I don't know Aaron Carter, uh-huh. I would hope that that person spend at least a 14-day stay in the hospital and that the guns be removed for six months at least until that person is stabilized, and then I would want sign off by multiple physicians that he is safe to have them, and then continued follow-up that he's complying with care. And the second he doesn't comply with care, rescind the access to the firearms. pretty simple. We should do this in all areas. You shouldn't be allowed to go to school unless you have evidence of compliance. You shouldn't be allowed to work in dangerous environments unless evidence of compliance ongoing. And again, the kid from Parkland is perfect examples of this. When he was in treatment, he did fine. His mom dies. He, unravel- he unravels. There's no one to force him in treatment because all the LPS standards don't apply. He, he Even when he says he's going to kill himself or kill somebody else, when you go ask him, he goes, oh, no, no, I was just kidding. That's it. You can't do anything.
1: This is why Dr. Drew needs to go to Washington, you guys. Seriously. Yeah. You, you, need to, you need to drain the swamp, Dr. Drew.
3: Ugh. So upset all the time. <laughs> I know. Thank you're... you for making it worse for
1: me. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to. I, we're I, Allie, you're with me. We're applauding well, quiet, Dr. I'm wondering
3: why she's so silent. No, What's going I just, on?
2: I know. I I do not understand how. And I had it happen in my own family. How somebody is so off the rails, and you cannot get them to it, it do a 5150. It is the it's most insane thing. The reason we have thing.
3: homelessness because we have armies of families with money, with resources, with a room for this. Pay yep. these people. They can't bring them back because of the laws. If we want to deal with homelessness, we got to let give people, give the families some ability to intervene on behalf of these people. You would do it if they had dementia. It's so bizarre 100%. to me. One brain disease, you would do it. Other brain diseases, well, you can't touch those. It's crazy. <sighs>
1: Amen. Dr. Drew's going to have a heart attack, man. I'm sorry to say it. It sounds like it. Please don't. Don't. Not until you do your Monday through Friday, noon to three uh, show on 790K ABC. We need you. Dr. Drew's podcasts and live appearances are available on his website at drdrew.com. And don't forget, you can download the Heal app in the App Store or Google Play for a doctor to visit you in the comfort of your own home. Have a great week. Have fun in Washington. We'll talk to you when you get back, sir.
6: Thanks, guys. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock.
1: I'm thinking of... uh, rehiring jensen bringing it back tomorrow are you i feel like i was hasty i mean uh, he it, did i mean he screwed up the segment yeah and i told him to go home huh. i'm really it's not that i'm mad i'm disappointed
2: right right you know no but you, you took some time and it was knee jerk it was yeah. knee jerk it,
1: it was i yeah. confess i confess that and, yeah. and, and i should be in more control than that i'm supposed yeah. to be a goddamn professional <laughs> but now that i've had a few minutes to think about it uh-huh. i think that i think the lesson has been learned okay. and i think he probably feels bad and I think he'll all come right. back tomorrow, and I think he'll do better.
2: Do you want to reach out to him? Because we told him he's fired, he's done. So you'll have to just let him know he can um, come back.
1: I'll have Dave contact him later in the day. I don't mind him sweating this out for okay. a while, all right? Because I, I, I want to make sure it hurts. Because I want to make sure he has to go home to his wife and explain that he lost a job and he has a newborn. <laughs> and his newborn. <laughs> child. I, I want to make sure that the message gets through. That don't cross, Daddy. That's that's the message. Oh, God no. <laughs> Why'd so, you make it worse? So Jensen oh. may or may not be back tomorrow. Look, I'm short-term being, man. Anything right. goes.
2: And let's be honest, <laughs> it's Jensen. He probably had another job lined up on uh, the walk to the car. Right, yeah. He's, yeah, he's going he to fine.
1: He doesn't need us. He's not hurting. Yeah. All right, time for one final look at what's happening here on this Thursday morning. Kevin Beach. Oh,
2: you. Well, this is, uh, this is quite the story. The massage therapist who sued Kevin Spacey for sexual assault has died.
1: Whoa.
2: Yeah. Lawyers for Spacey filed a, quote, notice of statement notifying plaintiff's death. Uh, plaintiff's what happened?
1: Death. Am I the only one who anytime someone is involved in high-profile mm-hmm. yeah. uh, um, uh, legal case uh-huh. dies, yeah. I suspect there's foul play. Oh,
2: it's definitely the Clintons, right? Yes. They definitely got him. Well,
1: hashtag Hillary body count. Right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he passed away on September 11th. And the alleged victim... Who that's fi- no coincidence. I'm saying the whole thing is just crazy. The alleged victim who filed his suit as an anonymous John Doe had claimed that he was attacked by the American Beauty Actor three years ago during a massage session in Malibu. So it could just go away, or the lawsuit could be continued by the uh, therapist's estate in the wake of his death. So if, I guess, his family...
1: Yeah, that's not uncommon. Him, yeah. That's not uncommon, Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean that—that's the case with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. They're still going forward with the case, but you know, on his for his estate. Yeah, another Clinton body count, right? Absolutely, hell yeah! <laughs> I don't even need any proof to say that.
2: No, oh, jeez, we're going to get so many emails <laughs> from people that think we're serious, and they're happy. We're <laughs> on, we're on their team now. Uh, Spacey, of course, has been accused by more than a dozen men of sexual misconduct. So yeah. don't worry, there's going to be other lawsuits so we can see if they die.
1: Right. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to think twice before filing mine. I'll tell you that I, now that I know this is what happens. It's true.
2: Pumpkin spice, guys. I don't know your thoughts about pumpkin spice, Omar. How are you with pumpkin spice? You into I, it? I can
4: take it or leave it. Okay, yeah. so you're
2: not one of those people, like, countdown to Starbucks uh, no, pumpkin spice. No. Okay, I am not a fan of anything pumpkin spice except a candle. Like, I can smell a candle. That smells great during the fall. But other than that, I don't want to taste pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, uh, no. No.
4: It's sweaty pie, right?
2: It, well, pumpkin pie, always thank you for bringing it up. We're yeah. about time for the season.
4: Yeah.
2: Why does it always have those beads of sweat right sweat. in the middle of the goddamn pie? Yeah, it's weird. Oh, pumpkin pie is the grossest. And all of I you love, that say it's your I favorite it. and you I can't wait, it. you're disgusting. It's I know, mushy and sweaty. You I know love it's sweaty pie.
1: I know it is the sweaty <laughs> pie season. And I'll tell you, I'm fine with pecan pie, too. It's not like I'm pumpkin or die. Uh-huh. Um, pecan pie is great. Too, okay. but I also enjoy a good pumpkin pie. Right. Um, my policy on pumpkin spice coffee, by the way, is um, one a season. That's it. Oh, I, li- wow. I like it. I'm excited for it. It tastes great. Mm-hmm. I only need one, though, to satisfy me for the next year. It's not like I'm going to go out there and buy it every single day while it's being served.
2: Well, Grubhub says one state orders more pumpkin foods than all the others. The Food Delivery Service says that the most pumpkin spice-flavored food orders are placed in October, followed by November, then it jumps to August. And then September, which is kind of weird. Mm. We're talking about everything from pancakes, pumpkin pie milkshakes, pumpkin spice cheesecake. And then uh, caramel apple is the next most ordered flavor in the fall months. But what state, I've only got the top three here. But what state do you think orders the most pumpkin foods?
1: I think, you know, my answer is going to be Boston.
2: I would think, I think uh, that's a state, uh, a city uh, in the state of Massachusetts, and I appreciate what you did. That was a
1: tribute to Kevin. R.I.P. Kevin.
2: R.I.P. I I loved
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For seriously, though... um... Pumpkins. That's mm-hmm. very... I, you know what? I, this is a crazy guess based on absolutely nothing except that um, I think of Salem, Massachusetts okay. for Halloween time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to take a stab on the map and say Massachusetts.
2: It is a not Massachusetts. Not in the top three.
1: Oh, okay. And I give I f- up then.
2: I found this interesting, but then I also thought, well, maybe these are just places that... Don't really have a real fall, like you don't think of the leaves changing so much in these states, type of thing. So rule out New England. New okay. England's gone.
1: So you're, in other words, you're saying states like Arizona are kind of faking the funk because they have right. no season, so they right. kind of feel like it's fall if they have a pumpkin spice beverage.
2: Right. And I think two of the three, they have more of a of a fall than number one.
1: Okay, you're so gonna make number... us. You're gonna make
2: us guess. You gonna um, well. California is number one.
1: California! Okay. Yeah.
2: Which Yay, is us. weird, right? I don't know. And then Oregon came in number two. Okay. And then the great state of Washington up there. So
1: it's a West Coast phenomenon. Yes.
2: Yes. Which I found really interesting.
1: I hate to agree with you on anything. Mm-hmm. I do too. Okay. I find it interesting as well. <gasps>
2: You hate to agree on that it's interesting. <laughs> yes. Oh hey, just out of curiosity, just from hours ago, uh with all that um American Idol talk. Yes. You uh you willing to admit anything or what?
1: Um yeah. Apologize? what you j- said. J- yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sor- uh-huh. I'm sor- sounded out. Surprise. God, I can't do it. I'm sorry.
2: It's not like I didn't try. Okay, okay. Bean was wrong, and I was right that Carrie Underwood is the uh, most... What's successful of all successful, the yes. successful of all the American Idol alum? He said it was Kelly Clarkson, which I uh, I would assume she's number two, definitely she is, but she it's is definitely two, yeah. Carrie Underwood. And you even said the words "Don't at me, bitch," which I, I thought was aggressive. I was, um, so um,
1: I was very steeped in that fact being true. <laughs> you I, really were. You weren't
2: backing down. I Even was, off there, you weren't backing no, down. I was
1: gonna die on the Kelly Clarkson Mountain. I really was. Uh and, and obviously she was in, enormously successful, yeah. but in recent years Carrie Underwood apparently has has overtaken her, so that's why I offer you this apolog. A yeah, okay, I can't. I can't either.
2: Oh, I can it, yeah. Um, you guys like Stephen King movies?
1: Some of them, of course, are great. I mean, he's written, I mean, you Stand By Me, Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile. He's written a lot of great movies.
2: All right, I'm talking uh, Halloween movies.
1: Oh, sorry, <laughs> oh, go yeah. ahead.
2: More horror movies. You named everyone that's not on this list. <laughs> okay, because sorry. A Utah company is celebrating Halloween by offering a horror fan's dream job. You watch 13 movies based on Stephen King stories, and you document the experience. You're basically going to watch 13 movies, and then you're going to, monitor your heart rate during scary scenes, write about your feelings during scary scenes and put it all together, which is... So
1: you're you're talking Pet Cemetery.
2: I'm talking... You're talking Carrie. Here are the 13 movies that they chose, which is interesting because there's a caveat that you can watch the originals or some of the remakes, which I find interesting. All right. But here are the movies. Carrie, you've seen Carrie. Of course. The Dirty Pillows. I used to say that as a little kid. I'd be like, check out my dirty pillows. And people are like, you're eight. You're gross. Uh, Children of the Corn. All right. You've seen that?
1: Uh, I don't know that I have. I'm not as big a horror film guy as you are, <sighs> so I don't know that I've seen that one. Christine. Christine, I've seen. Which very... was,
2: it's a car. It's not yeah. scary. That was just dumb. Yeah. Creep show. All right. Cujo. Of course. Wah, wah,
1: wah. Of course.
2: Dreamcatcher. All right. It. Yes. The Mist. Yes. Pet Cemetery. Yes. Salem's Lot.
1: Wow. He's written a lot of horror movies.
2: The Shining. Of course. And Thinner.
1: No Firestarter. No. Oh, that's surprising. I don't
2: think of that as a as a scary movie.
1: Really? I look at it more Did, as as a goal. But how about Misery, by the way? It's not a see, horror movie, no, but it's a terrifying yeah, movie. Yeah, I think it's
2: more like psychological. These are well. Chinese kind of psychological. Uh, I don't know. But you're going to be paid $1,300, but you're also going to get a flashlight, a blanket, popcorn, candy, and a Stephen King prize package. A flashlight! That is on the list of things you're going to get. What is wrong with this? But still, I'm into it, you guys.
1: Okay. You with me? I'm with you.
2: And uh, speaking of the holidays, a lot of people get really mad about us talking about Christmas too soon. And by us, I mean uh, Bean and I, mm-hmm. because we love Christmas.
1: I'm We're year-round Christmases.
2: But the studies keep coming out, you guys, that even though people seem to be disgusted at the sight of Christmas decorations before December 1st, it turns out that we're having the last laugh, you guys. Experts say people who decorate earlier are happier and more relaxed if you start decorating for christmas right after halloween you're driven by your nostalgia and what does nostalgia do it makes you happy thinking of all those great memories you remember all the happy times you had so when your house is surrounded by things that make you happy and think of a better time You're a more delightful goddamn person.
1: (laughs) That just makes nothing but total sense. Thank you. Total sense.
2: And I'll say this, all you people that uh, how are you gonna decorate for Halloween in September? Um, because I'm being nice and I'm waiting. I'd like to do it in August.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. I have heard Why that. Why wouldn't you want more Christmas?
2: Amen. Amen. That's Here's all you're thing.
1: doing. If you're decorating early, is you're getting more Christmas than other people.
2: My Halloween stuff is out. I will switch up a little bit of Thanksgiving stuff, you know, more after October 31st. But to have your house be—I had the best Halloweens growing up. To have it filled with stuff that makes you happy, why wouldn't you want people to be happy?
1: Agreed. Agreed. You know what you are? What? Not you. The listeners who are right now yelling at your radio yeah. for Russian Christmas? Uh-huh. You're you're a Scrooge. Yeah,
2: you that's are. That's what you are.
1: You're a Scrooge.
2: You're a Scrooge. Right. You're a loser, and I hope Hillary Clinton kills you. Well,
1: <laughs> so eventually she's going to get I us mean, all. she's killing everyone, right? <laughs> all
2: right. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Oh, that was the saddest, like, cutoff of Christmas music. Well, that hurt my heart. <laughs> I know.
1: We were dead. I'm sorry. Oh,
2: James Lipton, Jeremy Irons, and Jimmy Fallon, and that's what's happening.
1: Well, it is indeed. Thank you so much. Allie, uh, hold on. i got to find the Honda thing here. If I you remember. like Honda? <laughs> I do like Honda. <laughs> Me too. All right. I think I do this part first, and then I do Honda. Uh Tomorrow on an all-new Kevin and Bean Show, what is up with Florida? Also, you know, in honor of Alien Con, which is happening, because I'm going to be broadcasting live That's, from the Nevada desert.
2: Again, you're not leaving your house.
1: Get to see them aliens. Maybe not. Area 51. <laughs> if the aliens were already here, would you want the government to tell us? Would you want to know, or would it F you up? We also had a discussion earlier today about uh, Thomas Middle. Middle Church, Ditch. Ditch, Ditch, yes. About his uh, his uh, foray into the lifestyle with his wife, Molly. And we had some questions about how... It used to be known as Swingers. We had some questions about how that works. We have a guy who ran a Swingers Club for many years who's going to join us on the program to nice. tell us some of the ins and outs of swinging. Also, keep it 100 because it's Friday. We'll introduce some new songs to the Kevin and Bean playlist for That's My Jam. And our old friend, Patrick Warburton, is going to be coming Yay. in. He and Allie have a very exciting live event coming up that we will Tell you about all of that tomorrow, right here on K Rock. Okay, now I do the thing, or I should, I think have, done you it should have done it first. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Hey, on your drive home today, listen to a commercial free 5 p.m. hour with Striker and Klein. It's a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Bye bye. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?